0: is the time of the deciding when the peasants come forth to grovel before the pod people to hear the definitive objective ruling on the movies of the year rising like baron harkonnen from my vat of christmas goo i'm (laughs) matisse van Rossum.
1: i'm ben sheets but you can call me oscar because we're in the award season baby I'm going
2: to follow up on the Dune thing, and uh, hello, I'm Cleveland Mosier, and I'm just Zen-dying to tell you about all these movies. Oh, good man, good one. (laughs) Because she's in Dune.
0: uh, Welcome to our final episode of 2021, Uh, the year so short that I can't believe it's already gone. Uh, And yeah, we're doing our annual uh, awards best and worst episode and there's a lot to talk about so without further ado let's get into it we're going to start by talking about our uh, bottom 5 films yeah. of 2021 starting
2: with the starting in the slop
0: always got to start in the slop man. yeah, yeah. got to start got to start down in the goo and work your way up to the good mm-hmm. exactly because you can't spell good without goo <laughs> <laughs> as the foundation
2: now are we starting with the worst or Oh,
0: we're going fifth worst to two, worst. Yeah, yeah, got it. Yep, yep. I, I think this is gonna be interesting. I'm curious to hear y'all's picks because I feel like there weren't as many like really terrible movies this year as some of the past years we've had. There were a couple, but like not as much of like a collection. Like my upper worst stuff is like in sort of like the bottom of my mid tier a little bit. My
1: <laughs> my worst list is a little spicy. You okay. guys are gonna think it's kind of contentious. Okay, well, no, I already know. On, I, I on, figured.
0: On that note, <laughs> fine. Why don't Why don't you start, Ben? Okay, uh, with your your number five.
1: Number five is a very unnecessary sequel that we got this year. A sort of soft reboot of a franchise known mm. and loved by us, and that is. Spiral, spiral from the book of Saw <laughs> um, This movie was a fucking mess Yes, I, I thought it was a beautiful one
0: It had it had some uh, It definitely had some funny things uh, We were just talking about before we started recording The fucking uh, 21 Savage uh, I'm gonna make a spin Like a spiral <laughs> yeah. Do, Do a, a number, number two with my, with my rifle. rifle Just take a big that's, shit on the floor with my gun That's definitely a, a big highlight From that movie Yeah that was a fucking weird one huh chris rock in a fucking saw movie as a detective
2: and i gotta say i didn't even think about putting it in my bottoms just because like i thought it was such a return to form for darren Lynn balsman which i know isn't like a statement of any capacity because it's darren Lynn balsman but like it just felt so like early 2000s-y and for whatever reason like i found it quaint so i wasn't like bothered by it you know like I, i enjoyed it
1: look it wasn't the worst saw movie no. You know, but it certainly wasn't it's pretty, a it's pretty return bottom, to form, in yeah. my bottom opinion. It's
0: yeah. Uh yeah. I think... Too too few and far between on the traps, like, some of the traps are good, but, uh, there's just a lot of, like, really convoluted, the s- confusing... The story is such a mess. The the twist, like, who turns out to be the killer at the end is just, like, such a fucking weird decision. <laughs> the, the, just, like, the, the way they wrap the whole thing up is just, uh, so, so fucking messy. <laughs> good pick for that one. Yeah, yeah. Um... Cleve, why don't you go next? What's your number five?
2: Yeah, so there are movies here that I think were much worse, but I wanted to put this in there just because, just for the statement of it, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, Candyman. You know, I was I was all right on it, and I think it's got some great sequences in it. Like I don't I don't want to like you know like be down on the movie too much, and I don't even think it did a terrible job. Like I don't think it's like an affront to the original. I, I'm I, I I'm fine with it you know, as a film. And I can even totally see loving this movie. Like, I I think that's totally valid and fine. Um, But I I was really left wanting a lot more Candyman.
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, like, it's cool that like it, it closes with the cool Candyman sequence, but that's like really all the Candyman that we get in it. And it taking place in an art gallery, I just felt like there were some missed opportunities with cool art. There were a couple of missed opportunities in it, and some great ideas too. Like, and, and again, yeah. like I, I'll give it credit. Like, it had some amazing ideas. I just feel like the follow through, or you know, spending time to really elaborate on those ideas, wasn't there uh, for yeah. me. So, yeah, I think uh, with you know, like, so there's it's Candyman, but with a caveat: not that one, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> not the movie. But you know, there being like worse films to me, like uh, the Purge one could have used more Spooky Cowboy, and uh, you know, or. What you were mentioning as well, I Spiral. think the worst ones. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, well, yeah. Spiral's I was definitely worst movie than Candy. I definitely agree. Candy. I probably had the strongest opinion on Candyman in yeah. general. I thought it was I'm really a fucking on fucking mess that lacked yeah. focus, and it really kind of, honestly, in some ways, I found it kind of an affront to the original, just because the the quality difference is so jarring that like. The original is a movie that I feel like a lot more people should see, and I don't know if people would go out to see the new, the old one after yeah, seeing the new one.
0: That's the thing about the new Candyman; it didn't make it onto either of my lists. Like it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty in the middle of of my films from this year, um, and I think I, I ultimately gave it a relatively positive score when we talked about it, but. The thing for me is that the farther I've gotten away from it, I've found it very forgettable. I, I don't find myself thinking of it, like, ever. Like, even some of the cooler sequences, not in the same way that I think about, like, the Bernard Rose Candyman, like, the original. Like, I sometimes just think about parts from that movie. And it's just like... I think I think this new this new Candyman is is a fine film. Definitely very messy, but uh, does not leave any sort of lasting impact. And talk
1: about missed potential. Like I think yeah. part of the reason why I was so down on it was like my expectations were kind of raised because you know Jordan Peele was writing and producing, and like it l- looked nice, you know. And it it's a movie that I thought. You know, should be remade and could work very well in a modern context. Yeah, yeah the whole gentrification just, idea was so fucking clever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just it had too many themes that it left underdeveloped. Well, uh, my my number five, you actually just mentioned a second ago, Cleve, uh, a film that I did not hate by any means, uh, but I found ultimately kind of underwhelming. That is The Forever Purge. Mm perfectly okay movie serviceable very serviceable very middle of the road for the purge franchise not the best not the worst had some cool ideas but i think for its concept it didn't get wild enough with it,
1: it didn't get western enough it didn't either. get western yeah.
0: enough and especially compared to some of the previous entries like Fucking uh anarchy or the first purge. Not the first purge, but the first purge. The fourth. Uh, yeah, the fourth <laughs> purge. Entitled the first purge. I hate that, man. I hate that. I hate that we have to clarify that. And that's the best one too. Yeah. Um but like even even like election year, like it they were way over the top with, like, the camp. And for this one, it felt like they were trying too much to make, like, a political statement about, like, MAGA culture that they forgot to have fun. Yeah. Uh, and that's why The Forever Purge is my number five. Um, ben, what's your, what's, your, what's your number four?
1: Okay, this mm-hmm. one is spicy. You, you guys
0: might just I like already, already my know, choice
1: here. Uh, my number four is lamb.
0: I kind of figured it would be in your bottom, yeah.
1: Yeah, this was a movie that I just did not like. I found it kind of pretentious. I found it kind of empty. I understand where you guys are coming from with how much you guys enjoyed it, and I can see how a lot of people would like it. I mean, the cinematography is pretty nice, and, like, the lamb is adorable. Yes. It just didn't do much for me, and, like... I don't know. I I feel like A24 has been on a trend of trendy movies that haven't done a ton Mm. for me. They've been very hit or miss for me lately. But yeah, not the worst movie of the year.
0: But, while, I, while I ultimately liked Lamb, uh, it definitely was uh, somewhat of a disappointment for huh. me. Like, I can see, like, I, I was expecting much greater things from it, and I like a lot that it did, uh, and I think I would I would uh, watch it again. Um, but it, it definitely didn't reach the the high expectations that I had for it going in, based I, off the trailer. Yeah, I didn't have
2: massive expectations going in. When I look back at Lamb, I smile. And I want to watch it again at some point. Just the lamb baby in general like brought me mm-hmm. a great deal of joy. Yes. Yeah. Um, Agreed. And I think I think that uh, while again like the the final sequence could have felt maybe a little bit more earned, I do like the direction it went. I really do. I really I think I think it was the right thing to happen. Um, I think it ended the way it should have on paper. Um, and even in practice, I thought it was pretty rad. I just I, I just I, I think it just it needed a little more
0: setup, but. You know, like,
2: everything that happens in the movie, I really liked.
0: It needed more troll. Yeah. Give me more of that troll. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, Cleve, what's your number four?
2: Forever Purge.
0: Okay, well, uh, my number four, we've also already talked about, my number four was Spiral. Don't need to reiterate too much, just, like, a very baffling, messy movie that, uh was a weird attempt to reboot saw at a time where I don't think anybody's asking for that. No. <laughs> uh, okay. So we can move on, uh, to Ben. What was your third worst film? Of My the number
1: year? three was Candyman, which oh, we wow, okay. have talked about. Um, You're, just disappointing. Uh, yeah. I
0: expected that to be in your bottom. As um,
1: well. especially disappointing because like the original is so good. Cleve.
2: Uh, the next for me was the conjuring three. Oh, okay. What a powerfully mid film. Uh I uh, would
0: say downright bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: very bad. <laughs> like uh the the corpse it has head. That's the best thing about that movie. <laughs> that is really, <laughs> probably maybe it's the only good second oh man it was yeah. a tiktok worth <laughs> yeah that, that oh, tiktok maybe. yeah there's a tiktok there's a good tiktok in
0: that entire film you brought me You're you, so just, right. you just brought me a little bit of joy because i'd forgotten <laughs> the, the fat corpse tripping it's a great bit it's so funny
2: that bit's really funny and then the rest of the
0: movie is boring oh, and my god not, so boring not engaging samey it really is the the definition of just another one, yeah. Like yeah, it is it's the conjuring, but just another one, and when you keep doing just another one over and over again, you get diminishing returns every well, time, you
2: know, and the thing too is like it's the third one, you know, like this is the big
0: third, make it a trilogy. Ah, and it's I, like I bet we'll get a I bet we'll get a fourth one. Yeah, I mean oh, in, yeah I in standard fashion, like, yeah. They rung four movies out of Insidious and yeah. well ter- it turns out there's a fifth <laughs> one coming. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Uh but uh yeah, man. Fucking the conjuring, man. I'm so fucking sick of those movies. It's so just fucking uninspired and boring and like even the relatively good actors who are in it, like Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, are just like these characters suck. It's and just pure
1: cliche, too. It's
0: yeah. It's total. It's totally tropey. And then there's also the added like bad taste of uh, sort of like lionizing uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren.
1: And there's like campy elements to this movie, but they, it takes itself. Way too seriously,
0: yeah, and like the, the not not nearly enough campy yeah. elements like the conjuring two was n- not a good movie, but way campier yeah than the sort of the first one, yeah, um okay, well, uh my number three is Halloween Kills. <laughs> Uh, 40 years 40 years ago Evil Dies Tonight man this this one was a, a big fucking bummer for me because after how much I liked Halloween 2018 I really went into this movie expecting it to actually be like at least in my top 10 if not in my top 5 yeah cause Halloween 2018 was was in my top 10 of 2018 and I was expecting you know a, a worthy follow-up because I mean, hell, it's made by all the same people. But Jesus Christ, what a fucking stinker this was! Yeah, In, like insultingly bad.
1: Yeah, uh, and it's so baffling because they had all the the tools to make this a good movie. Yeah, I was
2: so I was excited going into this one. Me too. Um, Me yeah. too. Same. I, uh, it's my number two, so I might as well just go. It's ahead my and, number two as well. Oh, okay, oh, nice. let's all just Perfect. talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> um, Uh, Yeah, I was talking to a friend about this the other day. Um, There have been a whole string of bad Halloween films. Oh, sure. And so they were saying to me, like, oh, well, you know, like, why did you go on expecting, like, a good Halloween movie? There hasn't been a good one in a long time. And I said, I really like 2018. Yeah. And I stand by it. Like, and again, I watched 2018 right after watching the original for the first time. Like, I saw them in the same day. Yeah, we Mm watched them back to back. And it just, it passes on the torch beautifully. And then it, and then it fucking, it it takes the torch and just drops
1: it. Well, that's the thing. Like, it has nuggets of good stuff in it. Like, the big John, little John stuff. And the stuff where... Michael Myers invades the house and picks all the different knives. The kills are largely alright. The kills
0: are good, yeah. Man, and to go back to what you were just saying, Cleve, like, yeah, there have been a lot of bad Halloween sequels, but, like, the important thing, as we've talked about in regards to this movie before, is that Halloween 2018 was very clear that it was a direct sequel to the original film only and was ignoring the canon of all of the other sequels so you can you can ignore all of the fucking like H2O and Halloween 4 and shit like that like you can ignore all of those because Halloween 2018 was like look we're going back to basics this is the sequel to the original and the original only like we're we're making michael myers scary again you know and they i think they even though there was a lot of like retreading ground from the original i think they did that successfully So I think they absolutely set us up to think that why wouldn't Halloween kills be good? Like, why wouldn't it just be a continuation of what they were doing in 2018? Like it's literally a direct continuation of the same story, but they have to start getting like muddled with all of these extra characters and bringing back all these familiar faces and doing shit like having the fucking sheriff from the original Halloween movie literally say uh michael myers is turning us into monsters because we made this guy jump out of a window yeah,
1: subtext is dead yeah, like just yeah.
0: totally c- lacking in anything close to subtlety
1: well 2018 had a lot of respect and reverence for the original and it really came through yes but this one kind of showed that you can go too far with reverence for your source material. Well yeah,
0: it's it stops being reverence and it becomes member berries
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like
2: that's that was the shitty thing about well, literally like shining a spotlight on the character. I mean, see our yeah. episode on it. Like, yeah, yeah, we hit it pretty hard there. Um actually recently I saw another bad Halloween um with some friends. Uh I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one with like the haunted house where they turn it into like a like a reality show kind of thing. Um where they air it live. he's killing people and it ends with him being electrocuted
1: Um, no idea that might be h2o
2: i think it's h2o um yeah it's the one i think it's
0: jamie lee curtis in it uh
2: at the beginning yeah uh i think i I haven't
0: seen most of the halloween sequels it's
2: directed by a 90s 2000s rapper i think it's busta rhymes
0: (laughs) I want to say, okay, that's
1: can incredible. we look it up real quick? But it, That's it was, incredible.
2: But it, no way. It was so bad, it's good. Like, it was It was actually, like, a real treat. It's that's pretty thing, great. That's the
0: thing about Halloween Kills is it can't even be so bad, it's good, because it takes itself deadly seriously, which 2018 does as well, but 2018 is is a much better film, and it's fine. Like, it deserves to be taken seriously, but, like, Halloween Kills... Demands that you take it as seriously as 2018, but it's just, like, so fucking stupid. And, God, annoying. Yeah. Evil Evil dies dies tonight. does
1: die tonight. Evil Evil dies dies tonight. tonight.
0: Did you figure out which movie? No, I can't. I can't figure it out. I refuse to believe that there's a Halloween movie directed by Buster Rives. Is none
1: of these are directed by
0: Buster
2: It's a 90s 2000s rapper like it's like starring at the very
1: least. I I thought maybe directed. Well, okay. So H2O does have LL Cool J in it? Is that it? But I mean
0: that's about yeah, he was acting in so like he was he was probably in Deep Blue Sea uh, around a similar time, but he didn't direct that.
1: No, he didn't one of the reasons halloween kills wasn't my number one worst is kind of because i expect halloween ends to be so much worse
0: yeah i have i have pretty low expectations for halloween ends now um Hey, maybe they'll do the same thing again and they'll subvert our expectations. We went into Halloween Kills thinking it was going to be good and it was shitty. Maybe if we go into Halloween Ends thinking it's going to be shitty, it'll actually be amazing.
1: I can Um, only hope so.
0: I'm going to move on. Uh, If you find uh, what Halloween movie you watched directed by Buster Rhymes, please let me know. I think it was Uh, Halloween
2: Resurrection...
0: Was that directed by Busta Rhymes? No, though? probably not.
2: Uh, no, no, wait, it, it is starring Busta Rhymes though. I was okay, right about Busta Rhymes. It has Busta
0: Rhymes in it, but he didn't direct it.
2: Um, yeah, it has it has Busta Rhymes and Tyra Banks in it.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Uh, I mean, that's incredible. interesting.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's uh, yeah Halloween Resurrection. Okay.
0: Uh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, yeah. It, um,
2: it's great. It's way better, and frankly, I think funnier because it's it it's less self aware, which I think is like more endearing. Well, what's your what's your worst of the worst?
0: Uh, Not there quite yet. My my number two because y'all's number two was Halloween Kills. That was three for me. Mm -hmm. My number two is old. The beach it makes you old, folks. (laughs) You go to the beach and you make and and you make old. See
2: that? Oh, I don't like that. Don't make old.
0: And I came I came out of old feeling substantially older than when I went into old. Like, trying to figure out what was going on in that movie
1: But that's the point. Me.
0: Like, going to the beach, that See, makes you old. For
1: me, this was number six. This just missed my list. Wow, really? Um, um, mostly because, one. like, it's such a hot mess <laughs> that I kind of enjoyed how much of a mess it was, yeah. in a way. I yeah, I was I, entertained through it, which is more than I can say about a few of these other movies. I am, yeah. I am
0: happy for you. <laughs> Couldn't get there myself. I had a hard time being Ooh. entertained by this one. I found it, I found it more frustrating than entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, Same boat. Yeah, and uh, beach. Just some, just some really some really confusing baffling stuff. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's late career Shyamalan. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what I expected. I mean, I, I went in with pretty low expectations, but it somehow managed to be like even worse because Mm. though it was messy, I didn't find it fun. And I think that, I think that Shyamalan's at his best when he's making bad, but fun movies like The Happening.
2: I just, I was, I was like, I went into that film kicking and screaming like y'all y'all dragged me to that movie and well, yeah,
0: Shyamalan's your nemesis
2: <laughs> yeah and I I just I he absolutely is and I I just um we'll I did dra-
0: and we'll drag you to the next one too like yeah. I,
2: uh, I uh, please no please don't be a horror movie uh uh he only makes horror movies it is Avatar Not until Avatar The Last the, Airbender except for, except for Avatar The Last Airbender yeah. um is The Lady in the Water a horror movie hard to yes. say he um, did uh,
1: After Earth with uh will smith
2: and, and jaden smith. smith yeah
0: yeah but there's like I a big scary saber tooth tiger in that wow. or something right nah, He
2: <laughs> sucks um uh but anyway yeah like i went in with like the lowest expectations possible and it still managed to go under those yeah like yeah which is why it's my worst
0: yeah it's uh it's i as i think i believe that i said when we record our episode on it that it's Shemalon's stupidest film and i think i stand by that but like I mentioned, unlike the happening, I didn't think it was fun. See? And that's what it needs to be.
1: I'm in the minority. I thought it was almost happening level, stupid. And it was kind it was, of fun. I it will was missing say,
0: the charm of Mark Wahlberg. Also,
1: far better than Glass. I, I'm going to put that out there. I thought Ooh, this I movie it was better mm, than same. Glass.
0: I, I would put them on pretty on pretty similar level. I don't remember exactly what I rated Glass, but I feel like I rated old the same or just below. But anyway, that's my number 2. Uh Cleve, you already said it was your number 1. Ben, my what's your worst film of the year? My number
1: 1 is Conjuring 3.
0: Mine too. Yeah. yeah. Uh just, so we can be on the same page. Just
1: bottom that. of the barrel, scraping, you know, all the the horror clichés, very very uninspired, very Boring, yes, um, extremely. And dreary.
0: It's, it's funny to me that that is both mine and Ben's least favorite of the year, but it was higher for you, Cleve, because I think that one you went in the most pessimistic about uh after our experience a couple of years ago with the nun. Yeah. Which is a film that uh, I feel like kind of broke you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that uh
2: movie changed. I me. think
0: that I think that we we went in like I feel like Ben and I went into the Conjuring knowing what to expect but you were, like, way more negative on it going in and then came out somehow more positive on it than either of us. Yeah, so I think, I think like it's because...
2: Three. Well, see, this is what I what I had to say about old, right? Like, old, I went in, like, just not wanting to be there. <laughs> like, I really <laughs> didn't want to watch this movie. And, uh, uh... Sometimes
0: you gotta do it for science. Oh,
2: yeah, like, I'm, I'm happy to be there, but also not wanting to be there is, I think, part of... You know, part of the joy, I sure. guess. But, like, um... Uh, Anywho, like this, I went into it with a very similar mentality. Old. Uh, didn't, I, I didn't I didn't want to cover it. I didn't want to be there, and I didn't want again, I was expecting non-levels of bad. And I think I think that uh it being mid instead of non levels of bad, yeah, left me like happier than what I expected. And so like I it's still on my
0: worst list. It's I see, just yeah, not... I suppose I suppose that's fair. I do not consider the Conjuring 3 mid. Like it was it was like dreary, dreary, bad Uh, and what separates it from a movie like The Nun for me is like The Nun is awful but I laughed quite a lot during The Nun. I mean, I know we went to see it in theaters, and, like, the audience was not feeling it, and so, like, everybody was kind of laughing, and, like, we were, uh, you know, like, a little fucked up, like, we were not sober watching that, you know? There so, was more
1: to laugh at.
0: But, the... yeah, I, I I, definitely, like, felt that <laughs> I was... Ghost punk his head. That I was, like, la- laughing... But that's the thing. It's, like, that I laughed at very hard in The Conjuring 3, but it was the only moment. We took it back, it like, four moment. times. We did. You yeah. did have to keep running that back. But that's but it was the only moment. Whereas like in the nun there were there were more parts that I laughed at. Yeah, like
1: I mentioned earlier, you can get the gist of the best part of the conjuring three from a TikTok.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's all you need. And it's like you don't need any context either. All you need to see is this big naked boy. Run at Patrick Wilson and then Slip and fall and bonk Mm -hmm. his head On a table and and you've got it Uh, Well Uh, I had a
1: few Dishonorable mentions that I wanted To quickly shout out Uh, I limited my list to just stuff We covered on the podcast but there's A couple movies that I saw this year That were pretty fucking bad And might have made my list if I hadn't limited that Mm. so I wanted To shout them out quickly Uh, The Arbors was a two, nearly two and a half hour slog through a Lovecraftian premise, but just done really crappy by an amateurish. It felt like they were very self assured in themselves, but you know they did their their quality wasn't there. Mm. Um, it was shot decently, but. All the characters were super unlikable, so it was just a slog to get through.
0: I've never even heard of this movie.
1: Um, yeah, it wasn't good. It's not even worth seeking out. Cool. Uh, Willy's one. Wonderland, absolute mess. How can you fuck up having Nick Cage in your movie that bad?
0: Yeah, that's that's a movie. Like, I I don't like to let other people's reviews like talk me out of watching a movie usually I like to see for myself but that's one where I watched Red Letter Media's review of it and I was like, I can give this one a big pass
2: Yeah, I I, I watched uh, a couple of reviews for it heard your take on it, Ben, as well and between all of those things it was like, yeah, I, I can understand like, here's the thing Right. Like folks say like, oh, you should see it for yourself the first time before you like watch reviews for it or whatever. And like generally I tend to agree. I try to avoid watching reviews. Um, Fuck, you know me. I I try to avoid watching trailers usually like before I before I see a film, if I can get away with it, Um, the less I know, the, the happier I am going in. But sometimes from like words from friends or whatever, and it's not just like hearing I didn't like it isn't enough for me from a friend usually but like hearing how boring it is and how all the yeah. rest of it like and, and, and how you know do you, had me going you know making you nick cage, cage as a
1: silent protagonist yeah, dude, is a fucking do do travesty yeah, it's a waste how do yeah. you do that that that's a movie built for him to be quippy in and he's not quippy in it
0: that's like uh, i i mean I haven't, I haven't seen Willie's i yeah. haven't seen Willie's wonderland but it makes me think of like fucking valhalla rising and like Nicholas Winding Refn is like my M. Night Shyamalan, like that dude is my nemesis, (laughs) and uh, I still can't get over like having, like being friends with Mads Mikkelsen, like having him in multiple of your films, and in Valhalla Rising, making him a completely silent protagonist. Yeah. Like, when you have somebody who's, like, such a talented actor and has such charisma, same thing as, like, Nicolas Cage. Like, Mads Mikkelsen is a, a better serious actor than Nick Cage is, but it's the same kind of deal. It's, like, you have these these actors who are, like, famous for their characters and for, like, really being able to give, like, a good performance or, like, or a memorable performance, at least, and you give them no lines. What the fuck? Why would you do that?
1: Yeah, might as well just cast some random.
0: Anyway, uh, Um, do you have any others? Yeah,
1: two more. So, Slacks, every couple years there's... The Killer Pants movie! Every couple years there's kind of a novelty horror movie that comes out, and this year's was Slacks, which is uh, a movie about killer robotic pants that go on the loose. I remember
0: you showed us the trailer for Um, it, and we thought it looked fun. It's not, I'm assuming. It was just
1: disappointing. Okay. Like, it felt like it didn't, you know, utilize the fun of its premise very well. It wasn't the worst movie I'd seen, but it wasn't great. Mm. Uh, And the last one was a movie called Sacrifice. It felt like a cheap midsummer Mm. ripoff. And uh, for a movie that has uh, Barbara Crampton in such a big role, um, it was massively disappointing
0: well i will be sure to give all of those a pass thank you for doing the service of watching those movies <laughs> so i don't have to um well that's our that's our worst of the year i don't have any dishonorable mentions because like i said like the Purge was my number five, so if I go anywhere else around that I'm just listing movies that I thought were okay yeah uh,
2: I'm sure there was some there were definitely some stinker some other stinkers I saw this year, but uh like mostly in like movie night and uh, my buddy's movie oh, night sure. stuff like weekly, mm-hmm. but we go through so many that I mean Heart most of them are track. like so bad that they're forgettable yeah and so like I, I couldn't even tell you the name's of half of them. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, uh, in that case, why don't we move on to the opposite end of the spectrum and yes. talk about our top five. Yeah. Of the, the goodies. The goodies. Ben, you can start us off again. What's sure. your What's your number five? Uh, at best? number
1: five, uh, I have a debut feature from One Rose Glass. This is St. Maude. Oh, nice. I was incredibly impressed by this movie. Just a really unique and interesting take on kind of religion and kind of a delve into insanity very repulsion esque at times i think this movie is awesome i wasn't crazy about the last sequence but even that didn't ruin the movie i thought it was a great movie
0: St. Maud was in my top ten. Didn't make my top five, but uh, yeah, a, a really, really excellent movie. That's a good pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked that quite a bit. Um, and I, on the other hand, thought the, the very end was great. I didn't uh, i didn't love the the demon shit in the last 15 minutes but i thought the, the very last sequence was really good
2: yeah well the special effects uh did to me look like an instagram filter i thought in the in the final sequence i thought that there's justification in that you know it's her imagination of that and i can see like the the limitations of her imagination yeah, yeah. There, there are ways you can you can kind of you can get around it you know? yeah you' sure you're gonna explain it
0: but there's all, you know, I I think of like the sequence like right before that where like she hears the voice of God, uh that's just like her voice pitched down and distorted and like mm-hmm. we don't see what she sees, we just hear the voice. Uh Spooky. I would like I would like to make a note that when we were talking about the movie, we're like it sounds like they made a fucking made up language. Like, what language is that? None of us know. I looked it up after. We're fucking. St- it was Welsh. It's old Welsh. Oh, of uh, course. They, <laughs> uh, so we were like, we we're like, I don't know if she's like speaking in tongues or what, or like if it was like a made up gibberish language. Oh, i I've like Ap- yeah. apologies to the people well, of
2: Wales. Hey, I have Welsh ancestry. Fa- yeah, your
0: fake language threw us, stupid. That's that's, <laughs> that's
2: my roots. Technically, true, I should have known. Shame on me. Those are your people.
0: people Um, they can keep yeah i can anyway i'm okay uh, here good good number five uh cleave what what's your number five my number five
2: uh was tricky i have several things crossed out and arrows (laughs) moving around it's um
0: we'll do we'll do honorable
2: mentions at the end because i have a few um, i have a few uh, as well yeah i I do want to preface by saying that the order here um i think the, the top is obvious and i think it's uh that like fits like my personality a lot, but like largely I, I had to kind of stop and like really think this through because the order is not by like my favorite kinds of aesthetics. It's by like best made, Mm. you know, in my eyes. Sure. Um, so I think this one, uh, is one like aesthetically, it would probably be like my top. Um, but it's, it's going, uh, here instead. I think, um, I think it's gonna be higher on your list in particular tees, but uh, it's in the earth. Mm. I, I really liked in the earth. The whole aesthetic of it was incredible. It yeah. really did it for me. Everything good about in the earth for it to be like best best, um, I would need a tiny bit more from it. But it was it's it's already a five out of five film. You know, like like there's nothing wrong wrong yeah. with it. Like in my eyes, I, I wouldn't have anything changed.
1: I love the biological horror of it.
2: Yeah. It's
0: so good. I, the, I, the the dark psychedelia. There's so much to love about that movie. Not like uh, aesthetic aside, and like the the acting is really good. But also, like, the the sort of, like, uh, thematic turn it takes about halfway through, where, like, first you've got, like, folklore religious perspective of, like, what's going on, and then, like, the pivot to the hard science, what's going on, and then by the end, like, the melding of the two. So many fucking great sequences. I think of, like, when the, the protagonist is, like, running away from the, the crazy uh, ex-husband uh, through the woods, and he encounters like all the the lights on timers, mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. some and the really... loud synths. and the sense stuff, and just like some really like wildly creative ways to do like interesting cinematography and sound, like diegetically. Man, that shit was so good. Uh, it's it's yeah. In the Earth is is a fucking banger. for Yeah, me. And, you're, and you're incredibly right, is higher on my Incredibly list. impressive
1: how. <laughs> It was all
0: shot during COVID. Yeah, I mean, I love that. It's like COVID hits, and they're like, "Oh, what the fuck do we do?" Well, let's just go out into the woods and make a movie, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, I, I think I feel like they did so much, so much well with it. Like, one what, what uh, of the best.
2: Let's go in the woods and make a movie. Movies I've seen. Yeah, man. Yeah.
0: And the fucking like the the like psychedelic like trip sequence at the very end like is the climax man there's there's so much to love in that movie yeah.
1: come with awesome me i'll movie. lead you out of the woods Ugh. good goosebumps good, man good pick yeah
0: um my my number 5 is uh psycho gore man uh one of the earliest ones we talked about this year really 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 fun and creative and surprising um super gory uh, as the name would imply, but also like very delightful and charming, wonderful aesthetic, great practical effects. You know, reminiscent of like Power Rangers and old Sentai movies, guys Yay. in rubber monster suits, just like absolutely insane amounts of blood. We got a Rich Evans. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Psycho like Goreman.
1: Yeah, talk about capital F fun. Yeah, yeah. it was my favorite
2: movie of the year when I saw it. Um, It came out very early this year, (laughs) uh, though, and uh, I I remember saying it several times. This is my favorite movie of the year so far. I I wonder if anything's going to top it. It's actually not in my top five list.
0: I, it almost was not last <laughs> like, last minute today. Yeah. I shuffled some stuff around slightly, and it squeaked its way into yeah. to number five. Yeah. It was and, originally not. It's always it's, been in my top. This
2: is 10. this is what like I've been saying. Like I've been eaten this year because like a I very just very
0: good year. This is a very yeah. good
2: year it's like I had a film I saw and I said I don't know how they're gonna beat it, and it's not even on my top five. I adored that film again. It's very me, like all the Sentai yeah. stuff. Like I'm glad it's I we picked fun. it. It's
1: and, an absolute blast, and it's like him. oddly wholesome in a lot of ways. It is. Mm-hmm. Um like my mom is so scared of horror movies that like she cannot watch them. I showed her Psycho
0: Goreman and she had a blast. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Like I mean it's not a awesome. scary movie by any means. Super gory, but not not But scary. it's all played for laughs. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it's it's a lot of slapstick, a lot of good jokes. I still think back to like the Hunky Dudes uh joke.
2: <laughs> or do I. Or do I I
0: <laughs> yeah, uh the yeah, like I do not care for fantastic. hunky
2: dudes. <laughs>
0: Or do do I? And then at the end, my hunky dudes, my hunky dudes, um, <laughs> frick off!
2: Yeah. And the frick whole bit in the diner, you know, where he's like telling his like his his backstory. And they just cut like, him no shit, shit. It's so funny! <laughs> uh, oh man, I, I'm
0: due for a rewatch. I haven't yeah. watched it since we talked about it like the very beginning of this year. I, what I a joy! It, it. It's, it's great a film. treat. Yeah, it's yeah. so fun. Um, uh, ben, what's your number four? My
1: number four is in the earth. Oh, nice. Which we talked about it. Just a great movie. I had a blast during it and thought it was really something special.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be very curious to see uh, Ben Wheatley's next film, which is The Meg (laughs) 2. But again, we'll talk more about that next week. Um, Cleve, what's what's your number four?
2: Uh, uh, Last
1: Night in Soho.
0: Oh, nice. That Uh. was also uh, not... That was... Oh, it's just outside of my top ten.
1: Yeah, that was in my honorable mentions.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I I uh I just adored it. I I was so compelled the whole time, um, and was just so concerned for our protagonist in that film. Yeah. Uh
0: I all star cast in this one. Oh though.
2: yeah, yeah. Killers. I uh
0: we didn't talk about it on the episode, but I looked it up later or I was I was st- startled to see that our protagonist in last night in soho is uh also in another film we talked about this year uh which was old she was the, yes. the aged up daughter and i while we were watching last night in soho that did not connect with me at all <laughs> i think because like in old she's giving such a cartoonish performance like she's like a te- she's like a teenager like talking like a like an eight-year-old you know and then In Last Night in Soho, she's so good and she has like such a nuanced performance that uh, I just it was just unrecognizable to me.
2: I tried so hard to scrub that film from my brain and (laughs) uh, I I,
1: I couldn't, but I tried. Last Night in Soho was really great. I I think uh, it really took kind of the elements of like a repulsion and really put a unique spin on them. Yeah. And a modern spin.
0: Yeah. And it was like colorful and fun too. Like I still have pretty mixed feelings about uh the way they decided to end it. Um but overall I have I have uh, a lot of like big positive feelings for
2: Yeah. Uh for the, last the week, ending so. yeah the ending sits really sat really well with me and continues to. But I just uh, I think that there were just so many like fantastic um shots in it and uh, when it comes to like cinematography in live action films it's one of the closest comparatives to paprika i can mm. i can find also like they're just some really cool shots
0: the dream the dream logic and all those sequences is really good yeah and uh again just really great fucking cast oh Bonnie yeah taylor joy is really good nice to see matt smith terrence stamp all these uh these good folks the last role of diane Rigg, r.i.p mm. um I think I think Last Night
1: in Soho is Edgar Wright's best film since Scott Pilgrim, probably.
2: I think it's better than Scott Pilgrim, by a pretty big margin, personally. I also and think I like it's Scott better Pilgrim. Than Scott
0: Pilgrim. I would say I think it's his best film, caveat, that I've seen. Uh, not since, that one. Not that one. <laughs> uh, that, uh, Last Night in Soho is Edgar Wright's best film since Hot Fuzz.
1: Hot Fuzz is definitely his best. Hot it's fuzz is definitely, best. No definitely no, the best. Yeah. No contest. No contest. No contest.
0: <sighs> but it's, his, I do think I, it's his best I, film I, since Hot
2: Fuzz. I adore Hot Fuzz. I think I prefer Last Night in Soho. Oof, try to choose. Yeah, but, but it's well, a hard
0: choice. It's a hard choice. Hot, Hot Fuzz is a perfect comedy film, in my opinion. It is. It, it, it really is. It's a perfect um, comedy. No doubt. Anyway, um, my number four is uh, Army of the Dead. Which uh was a big surprise wow, yeah. for me this year. <laughs>
2: you put a you put a Zack Snyder film in your top. Four. I put a Zack Snyder film <laughs> How do you my feel about top that?
0: five. <laughs> I listen, I'm <laughs> I am very, very shocked by that. If you had told me that at the beginning of the year, I would have said you were lying. You would have shouted it. I would have. You would have been like, you're fucking lying. I fucking hate, I hate Zack Snyder, but I loved Army of the Dead. I loved Army of the Dead. I'm laughing because I agree. Like, it was great. It's so much, it's so much fun. Yeah. It's crazy how it
1: nearly uh three-hour film just flies by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It felt like an hour. It's just an absolute blast.
2: Um, you know, we have our, our other r- rankings later on. I'll go ahead and mention this now, but like, I was considering putting it for cinematography. I love the way that movie shot. Like it's very video gamey. Yeah. But yeah. like in all the right ways. Uh I yeah, I, I really love I, I definitely didn't put it for that, of yeah, course. But I, I, I thought about it, pr- it. I
0: think it probably still has a little bit too much CG and like artificiality for me to like make it a real contender for best CG, best uh cinematography. Oh yeah. But I did, it's a cartoon. I did I did think it looked great, like I know when we had Eugene and Sam on, you know, we talked a lot about like the really shallow depth of field and how that was kind of jarring, like I overall really liked the look of the film um i I do i there's definitely the part of me that kind of wishes they went they they carried like the colorfulness of like the opening credits through more of the film. Like yeah. there's there's definitely like valid critique that like big chunks of the movie are uh very uh earthy in terms of the colors. Sure,
1: but like compared to Zack Snyder's other aesthetics, yeah. like Way it's way less dreary. Way way better.
0: Way less dreary, like really uh you know like fun zombie stuff. I love the, the fucking uh zombie king in his fucking cape and his helmet to keep himself from getting headshot. Like all of that stuff. Like fun it's characters. So dumb. It's so it's, like yeah it's it's, what a but wonderful it's like, movie. but it's like such a fantastic like dumb guy action. Yeah, movie. it's a
1: pure bit of dumb fun. Yeah
0: it's like, it's not it's not trying to be smart. It's all spectacle but it's but it's fun and and the characters are are entertaining enough. Surprisingly good performance from Tignataro, <laughs> who we had sort of like mocked them, like digitally <laughs> replacing Leo. Yeah, her. we had our
2: words on that. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate
0: that. Uh, and, yeah. and look, man, I'm a sucker
1: for a heist movie, and this movie was a fun heist. heist it
0: was. Good a good heist movies. movie. Yeah, no, I uh, better than any of
1: the Ocean's movies.
0: Yeah, I, I can't. I truly can't believe that a Zack Snyder film is in my top five, but here we are, you know, Uh, I I stand by it. He sucks
2: though. I will say, (laughs) while while we're talking about, about it, yeah, it's like, um, he has a quote recently. Now I heard this from a friend of a friend. I haven't read this directly, but someone was telling me that apparently he would, he he put out a statement or something at some point saying that, God sucks that he wants to direct a atlas shrugged film
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but never gonna happen but he won't or isn't because the world's not ready for it
0: <laughs> sure i you hate know sure, what zach. he's right he sucks he's sure right zach. the
1: world isn't ready for <laughs> the world it. doesn't want it though. for, zach, for <laughs> zach
0: snyder adaptation of an ayn rand book Man, yeah, that would probably make me kill myself, honestly. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> honestly, right? That I agree. Was, but, you know... I, I'd rather, I, die. I say, I I, rather die. I would do, rather die. I do hate Zack Snyder's movies overall, <laughs> and I do not want to see that movie, but... Army of the Dead has at least ensured that as long as his next movie isn't a superhero movie, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And and that's more than I could say before Army of the Dead. So, you know, kudos to him in that regard. Um, Ben, what's your number three? My
1: number three is Titan. Nice. Uh, Talk about a great movie. I am in the minority of the podcast who, like Draw, But didn't love it. Mm. And this movie took the things I liked about Raw and really elevated it to the next level. It, you know, really elevates the body horror, the kind of dynamics, and it is brutal and funny and strange and beautifully shot. I just think it's an awesome film. It's my number two. Mine as well. Yeah, so let's go um, ahead and just, yeah. like sure. uh, Yeah,
0: we can talk about T-10. Uh, yeah, I I mean, I agree with all of that. Uh, outside of, obviously, like, yeah, I love Raw. And I think that at this point, I do still slightly prefer Raw to T-10. But I think it's literally just a matter of that I've seen Raw, like, half a dozen times. And I've only seen T-10 once. I, I think that it's one of those movies that, like similarly to raw that i my appreciation and love for is just going to grow on subsequent rewatches and i feel like there's a lot going on and there's going to be a lot more to to like love when i watch it again i
2: have a lot to say about titan but before i do i did i did want to do a little shout out to Jans real quick and piss y'all off real okay. quick for him does he not um, like the, he not- had a hot take about raw that like uh, the other night oh, that he told me Ra. that was like that oh mm. Mm, so good. Uh, so spicy. Um, uh, yeah, Jan, Jans told me... Uh, hey, Jans. He said that uh, if you want to watch a good coming-of-age movie, watch Ginger Snaps instead of Raw.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Calm down.
2: <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen Ginger Snaps, and I've been wanting to. Like, maybe it's a good movie, but it's just like, Raw is a goddamn masterpiece. Ginger, Don't touch my Raw. Ginger
1: Snaps is a great movie. Ginger it's Snaps, one of the best okay. werewolf movies. And honestly... I kind of agree with Jans. I oh, think there you go. I think Ginger Snaps is better than <laughs> Raw, but that's just me. I'm in the minority there for yeah. sure. Uh, I um I adored Raw. Um, I
0: just I I think I generally don't, you probably don't won't. Think you're
2: probably not. Like that's probably like not too uncommon of an opinion. I just
0: don't think it's one of those situations where you it. have to pick one or the other. Yeah. Gonna, exactly. Oh, yeah. It's like why would you for, choose por, both por of Porcano yeah. Los Dos, right? right. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you can have both. Like they're they're very different films. Mm-hmm. Like I could also say that if you want a great coming of age movie, go watch fucking uh, I mean, stand, stand By Me. Yeah, I mean there's you there's know, loads of good coming a, of age but movies. It's a completely different movie. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, yeah, I
2: uh, I love Raw, uh, and I loved I love 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 Titan. Um, uh and and not to be confused yeah. with the Grand Teton Mountains, uh, uh, Titan, if you will, which is what I think mm-hmm. I was calling it for the majority of uh, this year.
0: Yeah, but Um, because I don't know I don't speak French (laughs) I don't speak (laughs) French yeah I only know how it's pronounced now because they said it in the movie yeah (laughs) (laughs) um I mean, I didn't even after that.
2: Like, uh, I think throughout the podcast, I called it Titan. But, uh, but anyway, no, it it is. It's it's a fucking masterpiece. Julia De Corneau, uh, is uh, a gift, and I I treasure her films. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it, just, it just like continues to make me excited about like the future mm-hmm. of her career. Like, I already loved Raw, and like Titan is like a great follow up, uh, and like just does so many things well. Like, so weird how it starts as like. Like, a really kind of, like, brutal, like, uh, gory murder thriller, and then, like, weirdly part way through becomes like it's a it's about family. You know? It's like Well it's just like the theme of this year. Yeah it becomes like weirdly wholesome. Yeah man it it really is. Like if if we really uh if we really wanted to get into it, like we can go through a list of movies this year and talk about how they're all about (laughs) family. (laughs) Um
2: but no uh uh when it comes to moments in film I uh I don't know if I've ever been so uncomfortable, scared and horny at the same time. Mm. Ooh, that movie made me feel some feelings, and uh, uh, feelings I normally don't have in while watching movies. And it it really it really like feelings hmm. you usually yeah. don't have
0: towards cars. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I've I, I've never found cars to be attractive in any capacity. Um, you know, largely I grew up on Transformers, so I associate it with my childhood and like cars and cool stuff like that, but. Whoo is pretty sexy. Whoa. Yeah. Ciao. Yeah, yikes. Um uh uncomfortable. Really, really uncomfortable. Uh masterpiece film. Um and also like I just uh you'll just you'll feel so many feelings like yeah. watching the film. I uh
0: you know It's it's an it's an emotional roller coaster mm-hmm. to use that that tired I, old cliche. I watched the trailer
2: for it again this week.
0: It's a really good trailer. It's one of the best. It does such a good job of being like extremely provocative and like making you be like, "Ooh, what's this?" without telling (laughs) without telling you anything. Yeah, no, it captures it captures the feeling of the film. Totally spoiler free. And man, like that's that's the way that trailers should be. Honestly, like I'm like I'm at the point where I'm past like narrative trailers. Trailers should be vibes only. (laughs) Vibes only. You should you're if, if you're if you're gonna make a good trailer in this day and age the way is to capture the feel of the film without telling you anything anything about what it's about yeah you know? yeah
2: and that's so hard to do it's not easy and like it absolutely slams you know like that it it the trailer it starts out with like the 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 industrial like you know kind of noises It sound like an engine's revving and shit and then about halfway through it transitions into the beatles with like somebody told me about her it's so weird every scene is like a best scene of the year i was just so constantly compelled there's so many amazing sequences shots uh performances and and feelings like i i was i was scared just generally anxious upset nauseous horny like you name it like (laughs) like the uh conflicted uh in love uh neglected all of it like i just that movie made me feel so many goddamn emotions all at once and uh i i i love it i i I love that film absolutely treasure it
1: i i feel like it's one of the closest things we've gotten to a new cronenberg movie in a lot of respects until next year until we'll talk about year. that i mean next week possessor was a damn fine film but titan man oh my god in terms of body horror this feels yeah. even more like cronenberg mm. than even
0: possessor did mm, which wow. is impressive yeah, yeah. Um, impressive.
2: possessive
0: well is we gotta her... we need to now backtrack a little bit because that was ben's number three but our number two so cleveland what's your number three nighthouse Nighthouse, ooh, excellent! Gotta That's get glad
1: we get to talk about this one. Me
0: too, because Nighthouse did not quite make it into my top. It's five. in my honorable mentions. It's, but I have a lot of very good feelings about Nighthouse.
2: I have got ooh, I've got some real chicken skin right now. Uh, Nighthouse is um, a textbook perfect uh, detective film for me. It just it hit all of the sweet spots, and its setting has nothing to do with noir and uh detectiveing. Uh it's it's a it's mostly set on a lake house. And for that it it just captures all those perfect perfect vibes. Uh the delivery of information is fucking perfect. I I've seen it several times now. We watched it. I watched it. I have shown it to a few of my friends. Mm. Also, um I have have only seen it once but it's I really just I'd like to see it again. It was so cool that we cuz earlier this year we covered The Empty Man and there were just I had a number of misgivings about that film. And it was just so cool that this movie came out. And it was just my perfect answer. It was my perfect explanation for what I wanted out of The Empty Man. Like, just just – Beautifully, like like I couldn't have asked for a better like explanation for like. Hey, look, here is a tulpa film that never says tulpa, that doesn't hand you a piece of paper with only tulpa written on it and no explanation. I know we we've, we've been over it. We went over it the Nighthouse episode. We went over it the Empty Man episode. Like I'm uh, still
0: an Empty Man. There, Apology. There are too. things
2: I really like about Empty Man, but for fuck's sake, it's terribly edited. And like I, uh, the Nighthouse
0: is an objectively better film. Yes,
2: yeah, and I, we we all agree on that. And like uh, for sure. And and again, like I. I I think that being an empty man stand is is totally admirable, and I'm just very much so. Not, <laughs> though, again, too the empty man does have like a cool ha, have cooler monster sequences in it. I will give the empty man that. I will.
0: It's more the cool that's about than the night house. Yeah, yeah, the cool
2: statue thing and the the Nyarlathotep like taking over sequence at the end is is fucking awesome in the empty man. Like I, I'll give it that, but I don't want to sit through another fucking. Two goddamn hours of nothing to get to it like i've, I've seen the empty man twice now i i, I,
1: I uh, anyway um well that's the thing like the <laughs> empty man is really about tulpas where like night house features tulpas but it's really about grief and overcoming grief oh it's about loss. so many things yeah. right yeah
2: that's what's so cool about it, right? Is like, like Tulpas can represent anything. You can utilize like a thought form for almost any good metaphor. But like the Empty Man doesn't know how to do that. Whereas like, well, yeah, because the, the Empty
0: Man it's not metaphorical; it's literal,
2: right? Which
0: that's what it's it, that's that's the point. the The Empty Man is, as Ben said, it's literally about Tulpas.
2: Yeah, which is why it's comic book. Right. Let's be real. Like, and, and like, that's fine. And that rules, but like, uh, or, or whatever, if you want it to, but, uh, Nighthouse like has so much more to say. Um, and I, I love what it says about grief. I found it to be very moving, and also too much like Last Night in Soho, fucking killer protagonist.
0: Yeah, um, uh, the Hall is uh, fantastic in that movie. Yeah,
2: she absolutely knocks it out of the park. I I love all of the sequences with her talking about grief. That's another thing. You know that movie? Like even when it's just like people talking at a bar, like I am just glued to the screen yeah, really one of my
0: I house is one of my big honorable mentions and I'm glad it made it into somebody's yeah. top 5 because it's it's a movie that is only not in my top five because of the strength of the films that yes, are in absolutely. my top five. Absolutely, yeah, fucking like, awesome year. It's, yeah, yeah, like the Night House is is very high up there, and I think about it a lot. Yeah. And it's and you know when we get into some of our other categories later, like it's gonna come up for me again. Uh, yes, uh, but uh, I, I'm just yeah. That it's just. I just happen I just like these other movies in my list more like that's the only thing is like the Nighthouse is such a fantastic movie mm-hmm. and also like a movie that I went in with like zero expectation we saw the trailer like once or twice it was like that looks cool and then we went to see it and it was like whoa that was fucking awesome, awesome. Yeah. yeah yeah well like I was Which I was, was really a little, nice like, to come across I was
2: a little unsure cuz like the trailer like had me thinking it could almost go in like uh, an insidious direction like like when you see the the pillar like, they're the banister, like, turn to look at her in the trailer. It's like, okay, is this gonna go, like, kind of in an in insidious or, like, haunting of Hill Housey kind of direction? Like, what, where are we gonna go with this? And... The trailer definitely
0: presents it as more of, like, a ghost movie than it than it is. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I do think the trailer does a pretty good job of selling it. Yeah, it's a fine trailer. Yeah, it was, without spoiling. Um, yeah, it's it's subtle enough. Yeah, I was, I was neutral another, on it it's going vibe, in. It's another vibes yeah. trailer. Yeah. It was another one of those movies where, like, I saw the trailer and I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is about. Like, they told they told me some things, but I have no idea what this movie is about. Yeah. Um, One
2: last thing I want to say about it, and then I'm good, is House of Leaves was a very formative book for me.
0: Sure. Like, me a lot too. of really
2: cool concepts and ideas uh, sure. that I continue to sort of, like, you know, kind of carry on and, you know, echo in my own work. And for that time, I've always wanted a House of Leaves movie in some capacity. But you know, like there's really no way to do it, you know, properly. Like you could do an Avidson record that's just an Avidson yeah. record or
0: that the House uh, of Leaves you know. is like is uh, it's, it's so specific it's, to its medium. It's good mm-hmm. because of, like, the weird things that it does with the medium. Like, that's yeah. a big part of what makes it interesting. Yeah. And, like, you can still
2: you could do some cool stuff. It wouldn't be the same. It could never be as good, I think. Yeah. But, like, I would still want to see it, maybe. Like, uh, you know, like... Uh, so I've been wanting that experience. If the
0: right filmmaker handled it, maybe. Maybe, yeah. But, like,
2: I've been wanting that experience regardless. Nav- if they
0: just did, like, the Navitson record yeah. as, like, a found footage film, maybe.
2: Maybe, yeah. Um, but point being... Nighthouse filled that that hole. I, I I no longer need it, and I, and I think even more so do I agree that like yeah, you really don't like need the- to make you don't need to make a House of East movie. Like just watch this. This is a this captures that same those same aspects of architectural horror in a wonderful way. Like it's so endless staircases. I feel but, like between
0: you know, I feel like fine. between the Nighthouse and Relic last year. We've gotten in the last couple of years most of the things that I would like to see out mm-hmm. of a House of Leaves adaptation. Yeah. So I'm very much in the camp. It's like leave House of Leaves alone. If you're if you're interested in House of Leaves, read the book. Enjoy it through the through the medium. Mm-hmm. Like it does. It plays with the medium of literature in like a lot of really yeah. interesting ways. It doesn't need to be a film.
2: Regardless, the book will always be there. Uh, I lied. I did have one other thing about Nighthouse, and that is that also it never. It never takes the low-hanging fruit. Uh, there are no, like, Escher, endless staircase sequences. Yeah. It, it does architectural horror without having to play into, like, the common motifs.
0: Uh, well, my number three is uh, Seder. Liked this movie a lot. Uh, did not know anything about it going in, uh, and it turned out to be a, a fucking banger. Some, like, really slow understated ambient folk horror yeah i was uh, does a great job at creating like a sense of dread and uh doesn't need to have a lot of like dialogue or storytelling or whatever it's a very ambient horror film liked it a lot
1: i absolutely adored this movie mm-hmm. this movie like you were saying Cleve for night house this movie felt like a movie built for me like mm-hmm. Full core with, you know, documentary aspects weaved in in a way that felt wholly original. Um, very s- methodically paced, but not never boring. Incredibly creepy and atmospheric. Extreme. Um, It's incredibly impressive that this was made by one dude like... Building the cabin, yeah he doing literally every aspect built the
0: house by himself.
1: literally every Crazy. aspect of this movie was his vision. And that's incredible. I think it's super creepy, too. yeah, the the auto writing is really unique and unnerving. And I think the Seder design is awesome. yeah, um, I love the the hand of the Seder. Yeah. Um, the,
0: the the jawbone claws. Yeah. Very dope. Yeah. Very very dope.
2: I've been struggling lately to remember like most of the movie. And I need to rewatch it again.
0: It's very but under it, it's very its understated and didn't, like, didn't
2: really like like last as much. Like I remember like the the guy like sitting on the throne, the jawbone hand uh something to do with like schizophrenia, and uh, that's about it. Like, I, I, yeah, I've, I've been struggling on it. And, and I, I just, again, too, like, it hits a lot of points that I would really love aesthetically. Like, it's, you know, well, I'm right up there with you, Ben. But, like...
0: It's one yeah, of those movies yeah. where, like, plot-wise not a lot happens. So I can see how it can be kind of hard to remember in terms of, like, plot, because there's... that It's very bare-bones. Like, there's not a well, lot of, like very memorable events until like towards the end but it's a fucking vibes movie and i the, remember the vibes of that the movie the, the plot well. is
1: told very ambiently yeah. right like it's told through uh grainy screenshots and archival foot home video footage yeah and you know garbled cassette tapes and there's
0: huge chunks of the movie without any dialogue at all because it's just the dude out in the cabin in the woods yeah himself i
1: actually really adore the the approach this film takes to narrative because it is so ambient and in the world it never feels like it's directly explaining things to you but rather explaining things through artifacts yeah and that's something I don't see very often in horror movies and something I would love to see more of.
0: Yeah, in in movies it it does seem like pretty rare. It's one of my favorite storytelling methods in like video games is mm-hmm. like the kind of ambient storytelling that Seder pulls off so uh yeah uh that's that's why it's my number three ben what's your number two my
1: number two is psycho gore man
0: nice just uh,
1: like we've talked about yeah. an absolute blast and a pleasure
0: well uh Cleve, you and i both had titan for number two uh so we can come back around to Ben. What was your My number fear? one was Sader. So yeah. I figured that would yeah. be the case.
1: Just an incredible movie. Again, a movie f- that felt like it was made for me. Absolutely oh, yeah. adored it. I need to revisit it soon.
0: Yeah. Def, big same on that. I'm due for a rewatch as well. That was another one that we covered very early in the year. Um, Cleve, what's your number? I think I know, but what you number do? One? You do. It is that green nut. It's that green nut.
2: It's that green nut. I had. I had to go for it. Um, it has been. Sitting with me. You know, I think we kind of feel the same way about our, our two top picks, Ben. Like, um, you know, like, Seder didn't really, like, resonate with me to the same degree. I, I still like Seder though, at least. But, like, <laughs> um, I'm not at least. But, you know, uh, like, uh, I you know, like, it, it feel how you want. Like, that's fine. But, like, um, for me, Green Knight is going to be the one. I had such, such a good goddamn time with this movie. Um, and it has been just thoughts of this movie just like fucking boomerang. You know, for me, like I'm constantly coming back to it and thinking about it. It really is just such a beautiful study in mortality uh, without really ever having to say it. It's just it's rare uh, for a film to say so much without having to be so forward. I absolutely adore this movie. Of course, aesthetically, it's already in my my range. Um, But I, I just I love a film. I can just. Uh, that just gives me a world to just be in you know much like your hagasusas and the rest but like i i just i really love just being in this movie and in this world uh and and just seeing where it took me and and I, i i i really personally like felt like i gained something from from every sequence like there was always uh just something really beautiful to you know to ponder and um, you know, unlike like you know, for say like like Hagasusa, which was um, you know, like was very beautiful to look at and like there were sequences to sit in and be in, but in Green Knight, I could sit in those scenes, but it was giving me things to ponder as well directly, even. And uh, I I adored it. I adored it for that. Um, yeah, David Lowery really really fucking killed it. It compares so fascinatingly with the original and. I hope that somebody else does a green Knight again very soon because his interpretation is like so unique. It would be, it would still be cool to see a green Knight, another green Knight as well. And I want more Arthurian films. Like, please let's, let's please make that happen. I'm so here for it.
1: I'm glad you got a lot out of this film because I didn't, was not feeling it as much. I had some of the similar problems I had with lamb uh, to a lesser extent with this movie where it felt a little empty, it felt like it was aesthetics over artifice to an extent. But at the same time, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I can definitely see where you're you're coming from.
0: Yeah, Green Knight uh, fell into like the similar range for me of like Candyman and Lamb, where like didn't love it, didn't hate it. Uh, kind of middle of the road. I think aesthetically, uh, it's it's like way up there with some of my other favorites of the year. Like I love the production design and cinematography of The Green Knight. A lot of it I felt was kind of hollow, similarly to Ben. But at the same time, like the the points, the the sequences that I did consider like really big high points, like have stuck with me in 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 a way, and that, like, I do think about, like, yeah, that was a good scene. So, even though The Green Knight uh, didn't quite live up to the expectations I had for it, still a solid movie. Um, my number one is uh, another film we've already talked about, It's in the Earth. Yeah, I uh, figured. Yeah. yeah uh, it, uh, it is, uh, you know, like we've already said, just a fucking wild, psychedelic, dark, spooky trip into the woods masterpiece uh, yeah honestly great uh, i loved it um but we've already talked about it so i won't uh i won't ramble on about that again so that is uh that concludes our our bests of the year
1: yeah should we go around and talk about honorable, Some honorable mentions, mentions quick? yes absolutely. Uh, i know we already talked about army of the dead night house last night in soho those were all in my honorable mentions great films I also wanted to talk about *Malignant*.
0: Yes, yes, that's the big one for um, me. Yeah, I
2: was really surprised. I couldn't, I couldn't fit it on the list. I really tried, like, and I and I kept asking myself, like, okay, where can I put *Malignant*?
0: Yeah, *Malignant* is one of those movies where, like, it does have some problems, and like, I can't in good conscience put it up there with like the movies that we've talked about in our top fives, but. I will say to malignant's credit it's the only horror movie that uh new horror movie we saw this year that I have seen more than once.
2: I've seen it 3 times.
0: And that is like the yeah. the the fact that I wanted to go back and watch it again and I haven't done that with stuff like T10 or In the Earth or you know psycho gore man like that does say something malignant is a special film it has <laughs> some problems Damn right. but it's a fucking special film it deserves i, an I don't really
1: want to spoil it on this episode but yeah. i will say absolutely go out and yes. watch it it's worth watching it's a
0: treat and a blast <laughs> james wan's best film yes yes,
1: yeah. yes
2: definitely and
0: similarly to army of the dead another big shocker for me a movie mm-hmm. that i went in expecting to hate and came out really enjoying <laughs> yeah and, what a joy uh... Finally a James Wan movie uh, Since Saw That like Understands its own tone Yeah, know, yeah. Uh, and In, in all the not right afraid ways afraid to be fun And goofy and,
2: and a legitimately Good homage to Giallo Like Yeah, yeah like, Surprisingly yeah. so Like yeah. in the
0: lead up to it I I mocked it We mocked it yeah. for, for calling Publicly, itself, on the podcast For calling itself A Giallo film We're like Come on Yeah Like, It, it <laughs> was It was and really it, good and It Genuinely it Totally yeah, Once again It, it totally had us eating our words
2: And I respect that Yeah uh, Like uh,
0: not too big to uh, admit when I'm wrong in, in the case of both Army of the Dead and Malignant. Malignant's definitely worthy of that honorable It's a
1: case rich. where I'm glad to be wrong, man. Yeah, agreed. Honestly, agreed. Yeah. Feels yeah. nice.
0: I, I'm happy to be wrong when I go in expecting something to be shitty and I love it. Yeah. That is a time where I'm more than happy to eat my words. Y'all yeah.
1: um, have any other? Yes, I have several mentions. Um, sure. uh, I've
2: Everyone got Deep House, which we haven't watched on the podcast, no, I but that. I do no. recommend it. It's. Uh, A scuba diving film that, uh, is all recorded, like, uh, or largely recorded underwater in, like, an old, like, Victorian-looking manor in France. Like, it rules. Uh, yeah. Super fun ghost movie. But it's a scuba ghost movie. Like you get what you you pay for. It's great. Um, uh, like and then also, uh, I want to shout out uh, an Epic Pictures film. Uh, and I work for their subsidiary, uh, so I, I do work for we Epic know. Pictures. Uh, and that is uh, Howling Village. Uh, I wanted to shout out Howling Village. You know, I was I was kind of iffy on it when I first watched it, and the more I think about it, the more I really like it. Um, and yeah, I need to, to watch it, it again. Up on
0: our uh, Noroi episode last
2: week. Yeah, I did, and I just I think I think it's got some fucking dope kill sequences. It's uncomfortable in, in some very cool ways and uh, it has one of the more unique depictions of ghosts I've seen. Um,
0: Love a unique depiction of ghosts. It's really
2: cool the way it depicts ghosts, and I haven't seen a movie really do it like that before.
1: It's dope. One other movie that we covered on the podcast that I wanted to mention, because I feel like it went way under the radar, but I had a blast watching it, was uh, Death Ranch. Death Mm, Ranch was a super low-budget movie that I feel like is going to go... Under the radar for most people, but there's nothing more fun than killing clansmen.
0: I, I second you know? that. I feel
2: bad I didn't mention it myself. Actually, I, I, I've seen Death Ranch twice this year. Also, Hell yeah. I, I really, I really like Death Ranch. I showed that to some friends too. Yeah. I it's... thought
0: Death Ranch was just okay, but definitely had some really fun sequences. Mm-hmm. Um we've mentioned a lot of my honorable mentions already. Nighthouse, Saint Maud, Malignant Last Night in Soho. Two others that we haven't mentioned that I want to give a shout out to. Uh, Honeydew was a big one for me. I was
1: surprised that didn't get um, on your top five. I expected it there.
0: It almost did. It almost did. It was on in my top five for a while, but when sort of like trying to finalize my list earlier, I was like well some of these others really are more memorable to me than honeydew I but, tried to uh,
2: make a point to give some of my potties to films I didn't give top fives for me because as well. yeah like there are just some instances um, where it's like they're both perfect might as well
0: but yeah I, I really liked honeydew yeah. uh, Same. I thought it was a very interesting spooky slow burn uh, yeah, with some it's... really great character moments and like some surreal stuff. Very well shot, uh, excellent cinematography. The other one that I want to mention uh, that I also really liked was Oxygen. Yes, Oxygen uh, was
1: awesome. Another honorable uh, uh, mention. Uh, I,
0: yeah, I, I fully agree uh, with Alexander Aja film uh, about uh, a chick stuck in an oxygen pod takes some really interesting twists and turns that mm-hmm. I won't spoil. On Great the show. cube. They movie. do
1: so much with such a minimal yes. setting.
0: Love mm-hmm. a minimal set, um, but yeah, that's that's all for me. Cool. Okay, so uh, we've covered our best and worst and honorable mentions of the year. But uh, we now have to move into our second annual potty awards, not potty, not where you take a shit, but some some of them, Uh, Ben has put together some, uh, some awards categories for us. We're going to go through, but uh, this year you've also broken it down into two like sort of larger groups. Mm -hmm. We have one categories for uh, 2021 movies specifically, and then you have a smaller category for films that we covered on the podcast podcast this year but aren't necessarily 2021
1: just movies. a few fun ones yeah, sure. to mix things up
0: uh well let's start at the top with uh
1: new movies let's start with best cinematography this was a really hard one to pick there were a lot of great looking movies yeah. this there week.
2: there are not too many wrong answers here i mean there. Are, you know what i mean
0: yeah, I, I, I think there's I think there's a lot of answers. I'll go first because I feel like my answer uh, kind of surprised even me, despite how mid I was on it as a film. Uh, I think best cinematography is Green Knight for me. Oh, yeah, uh, I, I think that like aesthetically uh, that film did everything right in terms of substance. It left me wanting quite a bit. Uh, but man, the, the look of that film was never the problem.
1: I can vibe with that. For me, it was Seder just because I feel like a lot of the heavy lifting of that film was done visually. Yeah. So yeah, it was just really impressive. It's also a great
2: night for me. Okay. Um, the rotating shot, for instance, when he's tied up against the tree, where mm-hmm. it just it takes its time and it comes back around and you see him as a skeleobtain and then it spins back around and he's he's still scared yeah, and nervous. Yeah, the,
0: the sequence where the green knight shows up in King Arthur's court at the beginning is fantastic. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of like really. Really excellent uh, cinematography highlights.
1: Mm. Yeah. So we're the the way this is going to work is each of us is going to give our nomination, and then we'll collectively pick. Since two of you picked Green Knight, we'll go with Green Knight Green for Knight best, best cinematography for this one. I'm All good right. for
0: it. Um, I think other correct answers would have been like Titan. Yeah in the earth yep Laying i almost get, i almost even. wrote in
2: the earth i was really would you say lamb, lamb
0: very get... good looking mm-hmm.
2: um um uh night is,
0: is a great pick uh, yeah night is very
1: viable too
0: yeah and just some great stuff um, in space
1: yeah so green knight gets best cinematography um very deserving hell yeah uh best score what do y'all got for that honeydew
0: Oh really? Oh, yeah, Honeydew oh, was Honey a Do good does choice. Honeydew a really good yeah. score. Honeydew's a really good choice. Uh, for me, it was the Night House.
1: Really yeah. interesting.
0: I really, really like the score of the Night House. Like it's, it's very understated, but it's like super sinister. Yeah, like, it's, it does a great job of like blending in with the rest of the movie, where you're not thinking about it, but really enhancing like the feeling of dread of the film.
1: Yeah. Um. Mine was in the Earth. Um, I love the synthy score Damn, and the way it's used, choice. intertwined diegetically and non-diegetically is really <sighs> cool and unique. It does an amazing job of, like,
2: capturing, like, the otomatopoeia the of, like, a... Of those mushrooms,
0: yeah, you know, I like the little yeah.
2: piffs pith, of the mushrooms, like the little synthy sounds. Damn! That so we all
0: have we all have a different one, and I'd be happy with any of these. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I'm am okay with the giving it
1: to in, in the earth. I think I'm like, also the, okay with yeah. giving it to in the earth. let's do yeah. that. Let's do yeah, that. sure. Yeah, okay, so best, best score right. goes to in the earth. Mm-hmm. I think all three of those were great choices.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Okay, so next one is best debut. I think we're gonna have a similar one on this one. I gave us, you know. Which ones we had? So, yeah, give us the sure. of, we had to pick of the debuts we saw this year, caveat, don't breathe, two, lamb, honeydew, and Saint Maude.
0: This was a tricky one for oh. me, but uh, I'm I'm going with honeydew.
1: I can really respect that. I went with Saint Maude myself.
0: That was my second. There very close between honeydew and Saint Maude.
2: I missed caveat on the list and picked Saint Maude um if you want to change that's oh, fine. Yeah, for my personal i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with caveat i thought i think as, as debuts go i would pick caveat over mod but i did write down mod so why don't we then you also i'm pick fine mod. giving it okay, let's Maud. give it to St. Sure. mod I, the caveat was
1: really good I, slight, for that. I, I
0: ever so slightly prefer honeydew but saint mod is a and really, i will really say
1: honeydew or. is a very impressive debut yeah you know uh, it's very impressive and it felt very confidently made um yes. in case
2: this is the last time to talk about honeydew i did just want to mention yeah uh the the, the way i've been describing it to friends is a geriatric texas chainsaw massacre yes, yes.
1: accurate yeah accurate it's <laughs> a great way to put it yeah so best debut went to saint Maud. best performance for me, this was Rebecca Hall in Nighthouse. Ditto. She yeah. just gave a powerhouse performance. Just absolutely incredible.
0: That one was surprisingly easy for me. There were a mm-hmm. lot of like pretty good performance good to great performances and movies that we talked about this year, but like Rebecca Hall in Nighthouse is a big me. The way she
1: portrays grief is just Staggering. Well, yeah, mm.
0: it's like her her portrayal of grief is more than just being sad. Yeah, like an, it's a, an she rarely actual, shows
2: sadness. An, mm-hmm. an, really one one scene in the film where she really shows like that kind of grief.
0: An actual, yeah, it's like an actual nuanced portrayal of grief in film is really satisfying because it's more than just like sitting on the couch drinking and being depressed, you know, like she also gets the anger and the frustration and the blame and the comedy. She tries. She
2: really, she really tries hard to play things off with jokes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But then also like she does, she does such a good job of reacting to the, like the horrifying moments, like to playing up the horror and the fear of the movie. Yeah. Big, 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 big uh, standout. Um, wh- who was yours? Um,
2: so I was really torn. Um, and I ended up writing uh, the lead from uh, Last Night in Soho for the reasons uh, uh, I've already explained in right. Thomas and McKenzie. Thomas and McKenzie. McKenzie yeah. I think that she uh, just did such a phenomenal job of just being like the. The mouse with just the little voice, you know, who you just wanna, yeah, you wanna really lift really up. Great. Her character is just so damn compelling, and I was just so worried for her the whole time. And I was just, I was so gripped by by her performance. A but great, I am, character. I am very, very okay with giving it to Rebecca Hall. Like let's, yeah, I, like let's definitely for sure. Uh, yeah, I would say like her, um, her performance is just. Anna so Taylor Joy
1: killer. had a great performance in Last Night in Soho as, as well. well. Oh my yeah, God, just, yes. Uh, That movie was full of great performances. So true. But yeah, let's uh, give it to Rebecca Hall. Just an absolutely stellar performance. Probably the best performance I've seen out of her. Yeah, agreed. But um, I'm looking forward to whatever she does next. Um, Okay, so next is a bit of a unique one. It's Scariest Sequence.
0: This one was kind of tricky for me as well. Just because like... I'm so desensitized to like horror that it's rare that like horror movies still scare me. And this is another one where I think of like, it's hard to narrow it down to a single sequence, but I think for me, like the legitimately scariest film we saw this year was again the Night House I agree Weirdly uh, yeah. Even though it didn't Make it into my top five It's the one that I found The most like Physically unsettling Like I had I I was spooked The most by And it was hard to pick A single sequence Like I The The Where she first goes out On the dock And there's like The bloody footprints Walking towards mm-hmm. her And then she like Falls into the boat That's a very Very spooky that, sequence That is a,
2: That is exactly What I wrote to. That's
0: what you picked yeah, okay. I had, yeah I had the
2: ending sequence Me too and- Night Me house. too.
0: Uh, specifically, like when she f- goes into the bathroom and like she thinks that like the ghost of her husband is like there and is like caressing. Her oh, and no. then it's like I'm not your like yeah, I'm not, Ooh. yeah. yeah. Ooh. And and then it turns into like the psychedelic sort of dream sequence. Yeah, that yeah, that's that was the one that I picked specifically. <sighs> a but movie. But The Nighthouse is mm. the scariest movie we saw this year. I, yeah, that's
2: uh, staring into the darkness. It, it has never been scary. Like just like looking over her shoulder at the like standing on the pier yeah like just out into nothingness like and just waiting for something to appear and just lingering on it was
0: yeah. fucking
2: stomach turning
0: yeah not my favorite uh, not my favorite incredible. film of the year but the uh, scariest and film you know th- there's a
2: reason there's a reason why like i made an argument and, and y'all, y'all agreed but like i uh I, I i remember like on that episode like making making a taking a moment to really make an argument for like when jump scares can be effective. Sure. And I think I think this like helps like furthers that point, you know, largely. Mm -hmm, Is like we're all largely agreeing like the scariest movie. Um
0: That being said, like the the standout scary moments for me were not the jump scares. scares. I think I do think that movie uses jump scares effectively, but still the scarier stuff is like the is the ambient. See,
2: and what's really cool about that, because I wholeheartedly agree, is is that like the jump scares allowed for the negative space to be so negative, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, like by contrast, like the, the jump scares were, were quite loud. Um, and so you really focus and feel and hear the silence so much better, And which is why I see them as yeah. all necessary in that film. Uh, a rare thing.
0: Worth noting, uh, my my second choice uh, outside of the night house was Seder. I think it's the, the other the second. Seder that
1: ending loves, yeah. sequence is very the creepy. ending sequence, and it it also I
0: think like when he runs out into like the night, like midway through, like mm-hmm. after he sees his mother and he's like looking for, he's just out in the woods in the dark. I think that see that sequence is very yeah, spooky. incredibly ah. creepy.
1: Well, it seems like it's unanimous for Night House. Should we say the Night House finale,
0: or should we just say Night House as a whole? I mean, you and I both picked the the climax, so I think if we narrow it down it's that but i i'm very comfortable saying just like the Nighthouse as a whole like we were talking about scariest sequence but night House is collectively we agree the scariest movie we saw for in in 2021
1: yeah okay so next is most unnecessary sequel and there's a few contenders this year there's a few <laughs>
0: contenders for me it was this one was pretty easy uh it's not necessarily worst sequel, but definitely most unnecessary is *Spiral*. It, I, I just, I still cannot get over why the fuck we're still trying to make Saw movies in 2021. Yeah, like the last time they tried Bang with Jig- with *Jigsaw* in 2017, like that movie was such a fucking stinker like so boring and uninspired yeah. and they even had Tobin Bell and now they're back again without Tobin Bell and trying to do it's just That's like, the
1: biggest travesty. It's of like it yeah,
0: all. it's just like come on, like the the saw franchise is such an artifact of of the aughts that like trying to revive it now just feels so misguided. I just like it, whenever I think of Spiral even the, the fun stuff aside that I thought that, you know, made me laugh or whatever, it's just like, why did they make this movie? They really
1: need to take it to levels of campiness I don't think they're comfortable with.
0: Yeah. I think it just should just be laid to rest at yeah. this point. Either
2: either lay it to rest or do saw saw two thousand or saw three thousand. Yeah, yeah, with robotic yeah. jigsaw yeah. like yeah like with AI, AI jigsaw, jigsaw like yeah. that's uh you know like like robot Tobin Bell like yeah. that's listen either, listen to our
0: either, episode on jigsaw yeah. to hear more about that yeah. Yeah. Either, either that or
1: let it die like I yeah um for me most unnecessary was Candyman and I hate saying it because like when it came out it felt super necessary and very relevant to our times but seeing it in reality it felt like a worse retread of what it was trying to say in the original. And in that respect, it felt unnecessary. I can
0: vibe with that.
2: Yeah. Um, Halloween Kills is mine. Now, I, I did want to note, when we first made the list, um, I thought, I, I was writing this down, and uh, I thought, as I wrote Scary Sequence, and then I wrote Unnecessary Seek and and put a uh, and, and abbreviated it in, in writing all this down, so I thought it was unnecessary sequence first, so for my unnecessary sequence, which isn't a a potty, but i'm gonna do one anyway uh I put the 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 birth sequence in old um uh Ooh, yeah,
0: because really like and it
2: was just it was so easy for me to be like unnecessary sequence in a movie, yeah, definitely that like uh it's some it's some fucking like sonic. Uh, oc fanfic bullshit like and it's gross and it's skeezy and i don't like it and i and i it it doesn't belong in anything ever and i can't get it out of my head get it out of my head please <laughs> someone fucking like invent a goddamn like men in black mind wipe thing so i can remove that from my brain thank you uh but no sequel uh unnecessary sequel is gonna be uh halloween kills um uh it's uh, much much like uh Candyman for Ben, it sure felt like a good idea at the time. <laughs> and uh and coming out of yeah. that, that theater was man, yeah. I was I was like walking like, like Charlie Brown. I, I was just so fucking bummed. Uh I died that night. Um, <laughs> so, uh, a little piece of I I, died I that night. I feel
1: like all three of these are good picks, but if I were to pick one of the three i think it probably goes to spiral i was gonna say i was gonna argue i was gonna argue for
0: spiral as well because i think halloween kills is a worse movie but i think because of the potential that halloween 2018 set up the sequel isn't yeah i agree isn't particularly unnecessary i think it had the potential to be a good sequel they just fucked it up Mm. in terms of like why did they make this sequel it's for sure, Spiral.
1: I yeah, think. yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I, I feel like both Candyman and uh, Halloween Kills had its merits in creation, but miss, just but missed, missed the mark. execution. Yeah. Why? Whereas
0: Spiral, it's like, why they fucking do this? Yeah. Okay. I so, like
2: the I like some sequences in Spiral. I'm I'm happy to give it to that. I, and I agree. I like
0: some sequences um, in Spiral you know, too. The but fingies, it's still it's still the most unnecessary. We the, after
2: the fingy rippy the tongue. Those After the
0: million fucking Saw movies we had, like, we don't need Spiral. Yeah. There's some fun sequences, but. Yes. Anyway.
1: Um, okay, so next category is one that I think is pretty unanimous. Hottest mess goes to old. Because old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the sure. old beach. <laughs> the old
2: beach make you old. So things being a hot mess, I sometimes like like see that term almost being used with affection. Um and if there are, like like you know like you've got the blonde who's like kind of like forgetting stuff or whatever and she's a hot mess you know like like there's like there's almost like a degree of like affection for that use sometimes which is why I don't feel comfortable letting be. old near it yeah um, yeah it can I, I'm be and dumpster if any fire shado- yeah and if there's any shadow of a doubt like that's why I picked uh, Godzilla versus Kong instead I loved Godzilla versus Kong um and I haven't had a chance to uh, mention it yet anyway. Um, I thought it was a great movie, but downloading a power source, what the fuck? It had some
0: it had some messy elements, but uh, right, I, it was a beautiful mess. I think I think both uh, Halloween Kills and Old specifically so, Old. Okay, so messes.
2: specifically in this case, what y'all are saying is "hottest mess" means shittiest film. Well, like because if no, it's that, I'm no, picking Old. No, 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 because
1: I didn't. It, old wasn't even on my bottom five. I just think it's oh, it's right. the messy It's a messy, messy movie. Yeah, uh, a, hot, you know? a, hot mess, okay a hot
0: mess can be fun. In this case, it's I do hot. not. In this case, I do not think old is fun, but it is the messiest film. All right, we'll give it old, then.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Godzilla vs. Kong was fun, but it was definitely- Godzilla,
0: Godzilla vs. Kong is, is a messy, hot mess. It is yeah, messy. It is messy, yeah. Not as messy, though.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, this one is a contentious one. Okay, so hottest mess goes to old, mm. but this next one is a contentious one. It's most overrated.
0: This is the only one where I picked a film that we didn't talk about on the podcast and it's actually not even just one film uh for my most overrated it is the collection of all three fear street movies they were super hyped a lot of people really fucking love them i watched them all and i didn't find i didn't have a bad time with any of them but <laughs> i do not think that they are nearly deserving of the hype that everybody gave them. I think that they are uh, like pretty middling horror movies that uh, some would politely say wear their influences on their sleeve. Others would less politely say just rip off other movies. Um, some fun stuff, not bad movies. I had a fine time with them, but... Jesus Christ. They are not they're not as amazing as everybody makes them out to be.
2: Uh I'm gonna go with uh the film that uh Ben has been down on as well, which I agree with, uh, which is gonna be Candyman. I think mm-hmm. um it was I, I just I keep uh I've I've it, it's come up in my periphery once or twice as like the best movie that I've seen this year from I have I have a couple peers who have said that, and it leaves me in a really uncomfortable position to say like
1: Eh, you know like like
2: because because like like i get like what it's saying about gentrification sure. and the rest of it and also like it's quote like not necessarily like for me because like the film has so much to say about like black culture and like the black experience of living in like modern america and like taking those ideas of Candyman and saying that now um so like i respect that but i think that i also wanted more of those things from that movie so like it's kind of weird i'm in a weird position on candy man so i thought i'd throw it in there uh, for, for overrated just because like I think that there are some like there's a cool sequence at the end and and where's the rest of it? I wanted more.
1: Yeah. Candyman was pretty overrated. I My pick and Cleveland, you're going to hate me for this, but my I, pick was Green Knight. That's fine. I think it's a movie <laughs> that is already talked about like a cult classic and kind of beloved by a corner of the Internet. And I don't get it honestly <laughs> <That's> I, <funny. laughs> I don't get why people love it so much
0: i i uh, I'm absolutely fine relinquishing fear Street on this one since neither of y'all have seen those i'm I'm not gonna uh fight for that uh but between the two of y'all's, I would say that I think candyman is more is more overrated i agree than, actually than green Knight because Though I was, left I can totally haunting, see why you feel that way. Though, though like, I, totally fine. Though I was left wanting for a lot of aspects of Green Knight, I can see why a lot of people love it, Cleveland included. Uh, it just didn't do quite what I was hoping in a lot of respects. Uh, but you wanted
2: yeah, a big laser sword fight sequence.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I wanted that. I wanted lightsabers, you know. <laughs> I wanted I wanted baby Yoda to show up. <laughs> uh, you know, I wanted I was hoping that Captain America would show up with the, and at the end, you know, when the green knight's about to cut off his head, uh the the vibranium shield blocks it and he says and he says uh not today you jolly green giant or some other so joss, that happened so that just happened some, some other uh joss whedon soy banter uh you jolly green idiot yeah uh so we're Candyman on most overrated okay. yeah,
1: yeah yeah that's fair i think that's fine okay so most underrated now i'll let you start Cleve. i have a number of peers who
2: are horror aficionados and like to stay current with horror films as well and None of them had even heard of Night House. Like, I've been trying to tell everybody about this movie and how good it is, and it's been a struggle, like, trying to get folks to watch it. I picked Night House.
1: Night House is a great pick. Personally, for me, it was Death Ranch just because I feel like it's oh. going so far under the radar that no one is watching it. Mm. And, like, I feel like it is a genuinely fun throwback to exploitation movies. And, you know, it's not a great movie, but it is a lot of fun. And it's a great low-budget movie. I think it deserves
0: to be watched. I don't know. You know, so I'm happy voting for Nighthouse on this one. My initial pick is actually Seder, just because in the context of, like, my own peers and even, like, parts of corners of horror Twitter that I am in and stuff— nobody is talking about Seder. I've seen a few people talk about nighthouse, but like outside of us on this podcast, I have heard nobody mention I Seder I think you know,
1: sader is a great I'm, I'm happy to
2: give it to Seder. I uh I was after but at we the same watched time it, it, it's
0: like, man, nighthouse is Deeply, yeah. deeply underrated. Uh, we, we've
2: given so much to Nighthouse already, and like the the way I see it is, uh, I have I have a personal experience with Seder too. Is um, I recommended it to my friend Ted right after we watched it, and I was really hot on it. And it took him a few weeks, and finally he came back and was like, "Hey, I watched I watched Sator. I thought it was okay." And I was I was ready to like defend it and be like, "Oh, well, but what'd you think about this?" And the commentary it has on this, and I couldn't I couldn't like really capture anything like from it and I thought about it and I was like, What do
0: I even remember? (laughs) this movie. Well, see, here's here's the thing And so like and i'm happy
2: to give it underrated like here's, here's uh, the thing that. and
0: like here's like the weird sort of crossroads i'm at is like i think part of the reason that Seder is is so underrated is because just nobody's heard of it mm-hmm. yes because it's under marketed and it's just not something that crosses anybody's radar and yeah. it's it marketed would, even less it than Nighthouse. it House. would not yeah. it yeah. would not have crossed my radar if you had not brought it up in the first place ben like this is a movie that i probably would have never seen otherwise whereas like night house was a theatrically released film had trailers yeah. before other horror movies we saw that and i feel like in that regard despite that has gone relatively under the radar yeah. so i've like i i don't know like if you guys want to if you guys want to say sater like obviously that was my my uh my vote so like i'm cool with that but at the same time like Maybe Nighthouse is a better Honestly, no, no, be i think down I think giving it a Do we want to give tie? it a tie, a two-way okay, tie between Sater and Nighthouse for yeah, different I mean, reasons? Uh, I, I picked Nighthouse, but I'm
2: happy to give it to Sater. Like, I
0: think... And um, I picked Sater, and I'm happy to give it to Nighthouse. So yeah, like, <laughs> there you go. And Ben's cool with both of them, so yeah. I, I tie Well, I think, well, a, I think they're both tie is extremely good.
1: underrated yeah. in different ways. Hmm. So, yeah, and they both deserve recognition, so... Yeah. We're going to give out awards left and right uh, here. I do
2: have one to add. Uh, it's not an award, but I thought it would be fitting, since there's an overrated and an underrated, to pick a movie that's uh, just it's, rated. That's rated. <laughs> it's just rated. Uh, it's the Resident <laughs> Evil movie we just watched. I think it's rated. Some people are hating it. Some people think it's all <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. rated. It's pretty
0: yeah. rated.
1: It. <laughs> you know, it's all right. Yeah. It exists. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> um, okay, so that was... All we had for new movies. Now I just want to quickly go over all the movies we covered yes. for the year. We're excited about this part. So, first uh, category is uh, the movie most in need of a remake. That's
0: just fine. I sort of that uh, <laughs> went back and forth on this one, but uh, for me, I'm gonna say Daybreakers. <laughs> <laughs> because because a lot, of, a lot of the movies that we covered this year we covered a lot of bangers this year uh-huh. and a lot of movies that I think do not need a remake because the original version stands so well on its own it's one of those things like I'm generally not in favor of remakes but Daybreakers is, is in the position of where there's enough things that I like about it but it's also stupid and messy enough that I think that it can be done better. Mm. I think conceptually the idea of a world where everybody's a vampire and the humans are the minorities and the vampires are running out of blood and like have to come up with like creative capitalism commentary like all that stuff I think that's cool the stupid shit about standing in the sun for a few seconds and then putting a wet blanket on yourself cures you of vampirism that's pretty fucking stupid I can do without a lot I can do without a lot of that I can do without a lot of the really dumb shit in Daybreakers so it's one of those things where it's like I wouldn't be a Offended if somebody remade it. I think there's potential to do it better than the currently existing. Film.
1: Oh yeah, I think that's a good pick. I I'm usually in that same camp as you, where like if they're gonna remake something, remake a bad movie and fix it. Yes. You know, but my pick is not that. It's an exception to the rule. Even though this happened poorly with Candyman this year, I still <laughs> want to see it. And that's a remake of The People Under the Stairs. Hey,
2: that's my pick. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, could, I could see a good
0: remake. Yeah, that like moment. like it
2: was it was scrolling down the list and being like, okay, sacred, sacred, don't touch it, please. Hey, this is sacred, but yeah, you could absolutely do a good remake of I this. I agree. That. I
1: agree wholeheartedly. I feel like it's more relevant than ever today with kind of its class critiques. Sure. And it's just a fun movie that. Has gone under the radar, and I feel like it needs new life breathed into it in a in a sense. And you know, much like Candyman, apparently it's getting a remake produced by Jordan Peele. All right. Well,
0: so we'll see if they do it right this time. The
1: monkey's claw is curling yet again.
0: And that's funny because his uh, his production company is Monkey oh. Paw. And... <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, incredible. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm happy I'm happy giving that one to people under the stairs because that probably would have been my second after Daybreakers. Yeah, I know that I'm I'm am uh, i I'm like a weirdly specific uh, Daybreakers <laughs> aficionado. It's a bad movie that I think about a lot. Yeah. Uh,
1: It it is a special movie.
0: It's a special movie. Um,
1: Okay, so next category is biggest surprise. I'll go ahead and start with this. My biggest surprise this year was The Seventh Curse. I had an absolute blast with it. And it's a movie that, you know, I love Ricky O., I wasn't expecting what I got from seven cu- Seventh Curse and I was so pleasantly surprised. Yeah. The Seventh
0: the Seventh Curse was a very pleasant surprise. It's not mine only for the sole fact that I had little to no expectations going into it. My biggest surprise is army of the dead because I expected to hate it and it ended up in my top five. Sure. And second after that would be malignant for the same reason. Oh but, yeah. Um, Great. Ar- yeah. Army of the dead <laughs> army of the dead is higher because it, Ended up higher on my list. Malignant
2: is like most that. definitely valid for biggest surprise. Yeah. I'll tell you but that. Think,
0: yeah, it uh, yeah. is more, more, more way than yeah. one.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. Seventh Curse was also mine. While I didn't really know anything going into it, I came out of it saying, "Why didn't anyone tell me about this? This is like this is such a good movie. Why? Why is this not like like loudly spoken about like in the annals of like film? You know, like yeah. who?" Where, where, where has this been all my life? Like, and it was just such a lovely, like treasured time. God, ten out of ten. Like Seventh Curse was like such a such a beautiful surprise, and it was just it was, the movie was just so full of surprises. Also, like every scene was just a what, what, what is what? <laughs> like the whole time, like fucking dropping babies into juicers, like you name it, man. That movie's got
1: it. So biggest surprise, Seventh Curse. Though I will say, Malignant, Malignant? an Army of the Dead, yeah. also great choice.
2: Yeah, I'd I'd be happy to give it to Malignant. I'd almost be happy tying it because like I mean, Malignant is definitely a biggest surprise if. There ever was what are you thinking tooth? i
0: uh i mean still for me army of the dead higher than malignant but uh i would be fine tying between the seventh curse and malignant if we wanted to do cool. it yeah let's, i mean, I, I
2: agree i agree about army of the dead for sure
0: but yeah let's give it to malignant because
1: malignant has a very literal biggest surprise <laughs> yeah. it. okay so next category is biggest letdown and i'm sure this might be a little contentious i'll let you start
2: Cleve. what do you going back to Daybreakers. Um, when I was a youth, uh, I was really excited about Daybreakers, and even as a youth, I was really bummed out by how terrible the plot was. Same. And coming back to it was like twisting a knife in, not even an old wound, but like an old scar that had like fully healed over, and I would forgotten about, you know, like somewhere on my back that like no one ever notices, and then just someone just stuck a knife in the exact same place again. Um, so yeah, I was like, just let down again after <laughs> Years and years. Um, yeah, it's got some great ideas in it, and it's a real fucking shame that uh, it's a terrible goddamn movie and it deserves to be forgotten about. Um, no, which is why I think a remake no, is a good idea. No, <laughs> no, no.
0: It does not deserve to be forgotten about. It has some really bad plot points in the latter half, but conceptually, it does a lot right. I will refer listeners back to our episode on Daybreakers. <laughs> It is a deeply, deeply flawed movie (laughs) with some very good ideas. It does not deserve to be forgotten about. Absolutely. absolutely. My, my, My biggest letdown of the year was The Green Knight. Because based on the trailers and the hype and the people involved, I expected it to be one of my top films of the year. And I... Uh, spent a large portion of the movie uh, simultaneously bored and frustrated. It had still some very high points and, uh, again, in my opinion, the best cinematography of the year, but... Uh, And and still, like, far from my worst film of the year, but definitely the biggest disappointment. Followed up maybe by Lamb. Uh, I mean, Halloween Kills is another huge disappointment. Like, these are all movies that I expected to like way more than I did. But, like, The Green Knight is a movie that I expected to be, like, easily in my top five based on the trailers. And it is, like, way down the list
1: for me. For me, I had a bit of a left-field pick. My biggest letdown was Vampire Hunter D. Mm, Growing up, pretty disappointing. I always remembered liking that, but I realized I would watched the sequel,
0: Bloodline,
1: <laughs> which is much better. you uh, uh, Vamp- could have picked it instead. Yeah, I think is what I feel. The, the original Vampire Hunter D just feels kind of lazy in terms of a lot of animation mm. and very underdeveloped in a lot
0: of yeah. ways in, in its
2: defense it i'll a say big dump, like
0: down for me as well i'm
2: sure that they worked really hard and did everything they could with the very tiny budget they had in fairness to vampire hunter d but like i absolutely see that as a valid pick especially like comparing against your nostalgia of another film
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that's gonna yeah.
2: do it and two i i wanted to mention too that like i totally see that with the green knight too and i think if i hadn't And I largely agree with you guys. I don't see this as necessarily a testament to the film, just to my own personal enjoyment of the film. That if I hadn't read The Green Knight beforehand, I probably would have been expecting, like, more sword fight sequences and more action and more, like, big sequences in it. But, like, knowing the events of, like, the story um, and, like, what the story was about really helped In that respect. And so like, I think I was much better primed for it because I was going in with that, which is also like how the film was largely created, Uh, even though like it takes some very big liberties and largely tells a different has a different message, even from the uh, from the, the the manuscript. I can definitely see that. And I would also love an action film set in that world.
0: Well, I'm I'm fine giving this one to Vampire Hunter D because, uh, considering that The Green Knight was Cleveland's favorite film of the year, yeah, I feel weird I, w- about I would that. feel I would feel bad. Uh, and cleaning. Vampire
1: Hunter D, you know, it it feels like it has like a very regarded status that I feel like is kind of undeserved. And I think
0: I think we can all agree that that one was kind of a letdown. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Cleveland made a you face, probably right? expected
2: more from it than what you got right okay i'm gonna start by just alleviating and saying yes i'm happy i happy picking that one but <laughs> um i think there are some things okay anywhere the budget was lacking i found charming and largely in those cases i i, I know that there are other vampire hunter d movies um and just there's other vampire hunter d source material conceptually there were a lot of really fun things in there and i just i grew up reading those flash gordon comics as a kid because i had a weird childhood and that's the closest i've seen in film to those flash gordon series like all the weird monsters in the castle and all of that stuff was just just hit a particular point of my childhood that i didn't think i'd have or get uh so I had a great time with it and it's funny too cuz like I'm I'm like the I am an animator like and an artist and uh it, it is funny that I'm <laughs> I'm probably the least let down by Vampire Hunter D uh considering that like I wholeheartedly confirm and agree that the art is a letdown In many capacities
0: Yeah the art's a letdown But also like The story's a fucking mess Like I love that about The, it. the shit about like The, the You're right though You're face, actually right The face on his hand mm-hmm. Is never explained Like the, <laughs> the, the 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 like Evil vampire's Like daughter Like being a double agent And then not And then Yes And it's just like <laughs> It's just it makes me laugh. It's so fucking confusing. It's well, and I think that like maybe part of the charm is that it's anime, so that like it you have the lower expectation for it like being coherent. But like I feel like this is I think this is how
2: y'all felt about old.
0: I feel like that I feel like the, feel like the narrative the narrative aspects I think this
2: is a lot more ad it's more admirable to feel feel this with think, Vampire Hunter I think like, the, I
0: think the narrative aspects but I do agree. of I think that like the confusing narrative aspects of Vampire Hunter D would be far less forgivable if it was a live action film.
2: How would you even do it live
1: action?
0: That's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't make any sense.
1: Well, uh, we'll go ahead and give it to Vampire Hunter D. Yeah, definitely. Because I'll
0: fight you on Daybreakers.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, speaking of Daybreakers, the next category is Hottest Mess with which I gave to Daybreakers. I also gave it to Daybreakers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Daybreakers is absolutely the hottest mess So
2: absolutely the hottest mess uh, Happy to concede that um, But I gave it to Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead Because that movie It's a pretty
0: hot mess I,
2: I just see red when I think about that film Coming hot <laughs> off of the original I was so, so disappointed And sad And, and bummed out And I, I have peers that, that talk about that movie With affection and I I need to be a good person and just stay quiet when they do. But it's hard sometimes because that movie fucking sucks and they're wrong. And I don't like Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. And it like and I, I I I just the original is so good. And like how can you even compare the two? Like it's. It's a it's a shame.
1: It's, Zach, it's a travesty, and it's, it's it's dumb. Zack Snyder's second best film, ooh, in my ooh, opinion. and you know I um, agree with you, but I still don't like I it. I agree um. with you, and I hate it, which
2: again makes makes Army of the Dead even more of a surprise. But like, I I just ooh, it gets me steamed. It's awful to look at. It's it's terribly written. It's I mean, for fuck's sake, the color correction alone—it's cringy. It's the all the worst aspects of the early two thousands, and frankly, too, like it has made me look more fondly back at other early two thousands movies because, like, early the, like, the early aughts, just there's a whole run of terrible color correction. And that movie is the worst of the worst. It is the worst color corrected film, definitely up there, of yeah. the lot. One of the and ugliest
0: it, aesthetically movies like, I've ever
2: seen. It makes it makes the Matrix look like a fucking vivid, colorful movie. Like well, the by Matrix, comparison. the
0: Matrix has like very distinct stylistic decisions. It's not it's not my favorite aesthetic, but like you can tell that these decisions were made for a reason. Yes. whereas like. Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake doesn't feel like artistic... Decision. It it's feels like inco- it feels like incompetence. Yeah, like you just you can't. It feels. S- yeah, it feels anything. like it feels like it was the the effort of people who didn't know how to light or color grade a film.
1: And I will concede, it is a very hot mess. You yes. know, like I still think about the slow mo baby shooting sequence. Oh <laughs> <laughs> that sequence is great. I I wanted to have a quick aside and mention that. AMC did this thing this year where they had mystery horror movies for the month of October. Where at, on Wednesday and Sundays they'd show a random movie and you didn't know what it was until it started. And the first movie in the series was The Dawn of the Dead. Zack Snyder. Movie. Man, I'd be so
0: mad. Dude, it's just like it's <laughs> so that's, mad. that's the
1: thing of it, right? Like, like so, so many people. I would,
2: I would say, maybe even most think that it's the original dawn of the dead too and like that i i take it personally like and i don't know if i would say most
0: but i think there's many, definitely
2: a good number of though, people out there like yeah. that's the thing your average person probably does and like i hate that i hate it because the original is so good oh it makes me ooh, it
0: was steamed i'm steamed uh, well but yeah
1: daybreakers uh, is fine let's give it a yeah, day daybreakers daybreakers. is
0: an extremely hot mess <laughs> yeah. absolutely
1: Okay, so last category yes. is scariest film. I'm curious to hear what y'all have to say on this. Maybe one. I have recency bias. I was gonna say but I think Noroi <laughs> yep. uh, is the scariest film we've covered this year. Just absolutely terrifying movie.
0: I was going to say almost verbatim the exact same thing. I was going to even say maybe it's recency <laughs> bias. But You know what's yeah, funny is N- di- Noroi is the scariest.
2: I didn't pick Noroi because I was afraid of recency bias.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so I think we know it's Noroi. Really horrifying. Um, but my pick because I was afraid of recency bias um, is uh, surprisingly uh, OG Wicker Man. I mean, the whole of the film, like it does such a phenomenal job of building up uh, the horror. And, and just when, when he, when he rounds the hill and he sees the giant Wicker Man and he knows it's coming and he yeah. says, Jesus Christ, Jesus. I, I was mortified. It's so it's the fucking Wicker Man. I hadn't seen it before, but you know, it's, it's, it's deeply entrenched in pop culture. I knew it was coming. And I was right there with him. And I didn't even, like... And the character isn't even, like, a likable person. And even still, I was concerned for him, like, just, just like, for the sake of humanity. Yeah. You know? And it's it's broad daylight, you know? They're on these, like, beautiful bluffs, you know, in, like, Scotland or wherever. And... It was like physical pain, like when he when he sees the the thing, and like you you feel it for him. Yeah, you and, know what's coming, and it, it, it it's incredible. It, it's a it's a phenomenal phenomenal movie. Uh, but no, I think Roy for sure. Like it it is really it is a really fucking spooky movie.
0: Yeah, I I mean I think The Wicker Man's a great pick. I I don't know if I would necessarily personally describe the original Wicker Man as scary, but it really does a good job of, like, mm-hmm. building tension and creating, like, a sense of unease and it is unsettling, and I think that you're absolutely right that, like, that the, the ending scene is, like, very emotionally impactful. It's very powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very harrowing. Well, but, like, in terms of yeah, when I when I think of, like, what gives me a sense of fear, like, what creeps me out, what what is, like, spooky, like, and maybe there is a little bit of of recency bias but like i thought long and hard about like all the other movies that we've covered this year and like i do i think noroy is think the right. i think Noroi is the scariest and, you know yeah.
2: i'm very inclined to agree i you know i spend so much of my time <laughs> these days uh for the past few years just looking at horrible imagery for work like and not just looking at it but like painting it and studying it you know i being like hey what what about this face absolutely like fucking turns my my stomach you know, like, what, what brings fear to me? And having to, like, depict these images and paint them. It's really desensitized me, frankly, to, like, like to, to fear-based yeah. imagery. And and that's sort of one of the reasons I picked Wicker Man is because, like, it, it gave me a sense of fear. Because, like, for visuals, it's kind of hard sometimes for that to, to, that to get to me. Uh, at least, like, not in, less so in, like, uh, in, in film, that can still be the case. But in Neroy Neroy definitely has that for also, like, more, like, social reasons, but like some of the imagery is pretty fucking spooky. But frankly, like I think this, the 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 moment where I was probably the most nervous or scared is, in neroy was, you know, the scene where they're on the lake and uh, there there's nothing depicted there, and I was so fucking scared. Yeah, like the the characters are shouting like "get back," you know, like all the the worms the are worms in the air. Coming. They're coming. Yeah. like um, and then like just practicing a ritual, like and having to get back to shore. Like I was I was mortified and. Uh, yeah, it's a damn fine film. Yeah, there's so uh, much
0: atmospheric tension in Noroi, and it feels so like grounded and authentic that like, ooh, mystery. yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. very spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So Noroi wins that one. Yep. And uh, that's that's it, huh? That, that brings us to the end. It's been a great 2021, y'all. Yeah, man. Well, like oh, we've yeah. we've really had a very good year on the podcast. Like there's there's definitely been some stinkers, but. Uh, I feel like we've we've covered both both old and new. Like we've hit a lot of really fantastic movies this year, uh, and and I'm, I I couldn't be happier.
2: I wanted I wanted to finish up my list. You know, while we're talking about the the alls the the whole movies we've talked about this year, not just the current ones. I wanted to just throw out some more honorable honorable mentions as well. I think it's a good idea to to do some honorable sure. mentions with the classics as well that we've covered this year.
0: Let's keep it brief.
2: Um, yeah. I will. Uh, I only have two, um, uh, but for the most part, it is near dark. Um, thank you for picking that one again. Uh, I near I was I was head. talking to someone about awesome it today. Um, I just I think it's it's one of the best like quintessentially eighties horror films, and I was amazed. I'd hardly even heard of it uh, before before watching it. Uh, so near dark was a huge mention, and then of course Suspiria. I mean, not Suspiria. Uh, fuck.
1: Prince of Darkness. No. Um, Prince of Darkness is my I mean, honorable mention. Yeah, Prince, Prince of Darkness, Darkness is fucking banger. banger.
2: Um, yeah, Prince of Darkness. Uh, also, possession. I was possession two days ago. I was mentioning that to somebody, but possession, much like uh, some of the others, like that one, has just been boomeranging through my mind. It just it keeps coming back up, in my thoughts. Uh, possession is a is a is a masterpiece, a yep. master classic. Possession's and, incredible. Beyond worth your
1: time.
0: Prince of Darkness is another yeah, great one. Those were three Blue Velvet. Fucking good Doing
1: It for Van Gogh, baby. <laughs>
0: Fucking uh Revenge was a yeah, Revenge was, a, was great. A great surprise the mention. Yeah. Um yeah, obviously That's great the, the, the you already brought up the Wicker Man. Yeah, man, we, we covered a really we covered a really good list of films this year, boys. Yeah, we we did. did we did a good job. And I think like this year more than most too, like lesser known really we got fucking some, great we got some movies nice, we got some really nice deep cuts this year yeah, yeah i'm really happy with like you know
2: like people don't talk about possession is like known in like the film buff community for sure but like it's not is talked about as like your aliens it's a cult your, it's a cult your classic predators sure. etc like and, sure. yeah and and it absolutely deserves to be but like it's you know like like i think i think the last year we we picked a lot of big hitters you know and this year i think we, we picked a, a really nice. Set of movies that are
0: well, yeah, uh, you know, you know,
2: worth knowing that that aren't as talked about. They're still like again, like in academic circles or whatever else like that, talked about plenty. But still,
0: we're four years into the podcast at this point. You know, we've covered a lot of like the really big horror classics. You know, there's still some some places that we're lacking that you know we'll fill in. Stay tuned. You know, as 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 time goes on. But you know, we're we're getting to a really nice point where we've been doing the show long enough, and we've covered a lot of like the really big bangers that like we can start hitting some of the more like slept on classics like shit like Prince of Darkness and Possession and Noroi and you know just like some some really fantastic films that are you know maybe less at the forefront of the canon um but I think we should wrap this up this is yeah. we've gone we've gone very long but I think it was a good episode I think just considering the length of this episode, we can eschew a sponsor this week. Uh, just to just to wrap things up. Next week, of course, our first episode of 2022. We're going to be talking about uh, the the films that uh, the new films that will be coming out uh, in the coming year and giving our predictions for those. So stay tuned for that. Uh, until then, if you like the show and uh, especially if you've stuck with us for this whole year and or longer, uh, the best way to show your appreciation is to uh, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five star rating. And a nice review. Uh, you can also follow us on Patreon at PodPeoplePod. Uh, and uh, if you want to uh, give us a monthly contribution, become uh, part of the Patreon family. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at PodPeoplePod uh, and at letterbox.com/slash podpeoplepod, where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews. I'm on Twitter at some spooky snake. I'm on
2: Twitter at Mr. Sheets, and I'm occasionally tweeting for Light Eric Studios. We put out progress on It Stares Back, but you can also see my work on Dreadxp.com. Go check out you go check out all the cool games that we're working on. We're working on some really cool games right now, and we have a ton of amazing stuff um, in our. Uh, uh, in our in the works that's going to be coming out soon. Um, uh, most recently, uh, I think coming up, is Sucker for Love. Uh, go check out all that stuff. Um, uh, and also, uh, surprise, I am doing a sponsor. This episode was brought to you by the tiny pig that lives in your cupboard. If you don't see it, it's okay. He's just sleeping. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, that'll do it for us. Dear listener, thank you for sticking with us through another year. Uh, we hope you enjoy listening to the show as much as we enjoy making it. And uh, the next time you hear from us, it'll be 2022. It'll be a new year. We'll see you then. Bye Give it away. Give it away. Give it away
2: now. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away, give it away now. Just give it away. Really do? Come here, man. Talk to me, talk to me. You look like you can really give it to us. The you are talking about you try to walk for me, Then when you really try to put it on a go. Doing it like I never did before for me. The way you
1: break your back and I break your neck, and the way you try to put it on the floor for me. Come on, come on, come on. Oh yeah, tell me what that? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let me you on one time when I knock it down and I hit you with that. What? that mom, all day. We be making drop. Y'all slow. every time we come through this We so always taking around So you let That check for me, all my people just bust your check for me. Everybody from every hood, bang.